What is up, everyone? My name is Brandon First, aka First Report, representing the ESBC Podcast Network. It is uh, five months. Oh my! Oh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, one of the horses in the Derby just completely unseated his jockey, and it looked really bad. I uh, just looked up and saw that. I apologize. Uh, let me get this rolling again. It is Derby Day. It is. Uh, about four months later than normal, but it is the first Sunday, or I'm sorry, first Saturday in September, as opposed to May, as we're used to here for Derby Day. And uh, it's been a very interesting weekend thus far. Obviously, we had the Kentucky Oaks yesterday, and I'll be honest, um, I expected that race to be um, a two-horse race, literally. I mean, we, we say that about everything, but really supposed to be a two-horse race and it was but it was um a huge huge underdog who gets the job done um congratulations there uh we missed it no doubt about it but you know at, at 18 19 to 1 um there were a lot of people who missed it gamin going around two turns uh not her thing to do but now we focus on the kentucky derby um as we are at the point, uh, we're about 20 minutes away uh, from post time at the Derby, and, and really not a whole lot has changed on the tote board. Tis the Law is four to five favorite. Um, very, very interesting to see that horse. Um, really, in a Derby, you don't see even money or um, less than even money, but this is a special horse. Uh, I actually put uh, money on this horse to win. Um, put a good amount just to kind of make sure that I'd make a little bit of a profit. I also just to kind of um, maybe cover myself as well. I found another horse um, to to kind of ride along with Tis the Law. And it's the number two selection. It's authentic. It's the Bob Baffert horse. And normally in these races, um, the second choice won't or will be somewhat short. As now I look, it looks like Honor AP is the number two choice. But authentic either way, the it's one of the top three horses. The odds are at nine to one. So so that exact a box um, could pay rather well. And um, I apologize in the in the craziness of me looking up and seeing the drama. I totally forgot to introduce my co-host today. A uh, little thrown off um, by literally that jockey being thrown off right as I looked up. But uh, Josh, how are you doing today? Yeah, every day is a great day. We're ready for Houston Baptist football. It's going to be coming on. They're plus 25. So go to your online bookie and make some money. And there's a lot of people joining us. And thank you. We had a, that uh, college football podcast last night. Watch it. It's blowing up. We're 5-0 we're oh right now, making that money, watching sports. He's going to get you ready for the Kentucky Derby. But we're going to get it right there. Houston Baptist football plus 25 and put five ten dollars on that plus 1500. Thank you for all those, uh, a bunch of people coming on here. So we appreciate you. And uh, any questions you have, feel free. Uh, we're open to any uh, college football, NFL and NBA. We're 85% in NBA. So we're making a lot of money. Uh, hey, our Twitter feeds are currency, right? You get on our Twitter feeds, you're gonna make money. Bottom line. Get back to uh, Dr. First. Yeah, it's um, as we are now about, yeah, 20 minutes away 
Uh, everything seems to have calmed down in the paddock and in Kentucky. Um, and uh, yeah, so the Kentucky Derby, obviously, like I said, tis the law is uh, the even money, uh, less than even money favorite. Morning line was three to five. That's the lowest I'd ever seen. Um, tis the law, a New York born horse already won uh, the Belmont. So technically already has the first jewel of the triple crown. This is a horse that um, was is was ran, ran in the Travers and was expected to be pushed um, at least maybe going into the turn. Maybe someone would run um, with them with it in the front stretch. That did not happen. Uh, Tis the law came into this year, the calendar year, as the top three-year-old. Okay, so just an update. Um, thousand words. Um, a, a horse that was, I believe, ten to one when all this happened. That was the horse that lost, uh, put its jockey down. Um, that horse has scratched. So, just to update yourself there, if you already have a bet in on um, that horse, you will be getting that back. But uh, it will be a late scratch. I assume the jockey's okay. It looked like it was a real rough area to take uh, to go down. But all things considered, of what could happen. Um, to a jockey that was relatively um, uh, calm. I mean, it was a little odd to see that happen right in the paddock. But anyways, back to the matter at hand to the horses. Now 17 runners will be going. I'm a little bummed. Uh, I, I did have my eye on King Guillermo um, because of um, the mafioso ties of the Tampa Bay Downs and then the Tampa Bay Derby winning is like a 64 to one shot. And Josh had a kind of educated me on what Tampa Bay Downs is. And, you know, the Tampa Bay Derby, that's the biggest race they have there. And if it has mafia connections and a horse comes off at 65 to one, um, somebody had to know or something else is going, you know, you just kind of dig below that. But that horse. Or like Lee Corso used to say, you know, somebody knows something about something. Exactly. Um, and uh, that horse has scratched, so we won't have that to um, digest. But it's very interesting. We will still have a chance to see history. Um, even if Tis the Law does come in, there's been 145 of these runs. Um, and never once has a horse come from the 17th post position. That is where Tis the Law was drawn. Um, I believe that's the only post position never, um, that's never won. So uh, you can read into that what you want for me. Um, you, you watch this horse run and you, you really can't make an excuse for a post position. If this horse runs its race, um, two thirds of the triple crown will be going to tis the law. Um, so very interesting as the jockeys have officially entered the paddock. Um, so I guess it wasn't the jockey. I wonder if it was just maybe a groom or someone who was next to it. Um, either way, uh, the 10 horse has been scratched a horse that i have an eye on um maybe as a play show there are so many horses it's so difficult to handicap or a, a kentucky derby or a big stakes race because even the longest of shots are are, are pretty good horses um and in this race tis the law is the obvious favorite um but at four to five not a ton of value so you look for other what other places the second favorite um, is Honor AP. I'm not huge on Honor AP. It is, um, it does have Mike Smith aboard, always a, a leg in the right direction at Kentucky, in the Kentucky Derby, or any big race when Mike Smith is aboard. But this is a horse 
that's lost um, to some of these other horses that really um, weren't at the same level. Let's face it, Honor AP came off as a two to uh, a point two to one favorite in the shared beliefs at Del Mar. That was an ungraded stakes race, folks. It lost by a length to a horse that is also running here, which I'll get to in a bit. But I mean, that's a horse in, a, in an ungraded stakes race to lose as a heavy favorite. Now you're going in the Kentucky Derby. I'll be honest, it was really easy for me to get away from Honor AP um, and, and understand that this is a, a horse that I think is overrated. Um, and, and the horse that it did, of course, the horse that did beat Honor AP in the shared belief was Thousand Words, the horse that just about two, three minutes ago did scratch out of that race. Um, so that might actually help a little bit for Honor AP to get that horse out of there. Uh, but for me, I really do like New York traffic. The current odds, let's see, as I have about three different sites up to make sure I have the exact correct odds. Um, let's see. 13 to 1 um, at the moment for New York traffic. Uh, the morning line was 20 to 1. I liked it more at 20 to 1, in all honesty. Uh, this at 13 to 1, still a good look. Um, the reason I like Honor AP, or I'm sorry, excuse me, the reason I like New York traffic as I pull up my notes, excuse me. Here we are. All right, let me find the horse. Um, so, and you know, it is very interesting as I try to pull up my notes that pretty much all of the, I guess, expected contenders are going to be uh, 17, 18, um, and that area on the outside poles or on the outside post positions. As of course you have 18 is authentic. The second half of my exacta, um, that is also tis the law. Those are the 17 and 18 post positions. Uh, then 16 is Honor AP, which despite the fact that maybe I'm not high on it, uh, most people are, and it could be um, uh, something to think about, but it would be really huge in my mind for Honor AP to uh, run down Tis the Law or any others. Um, even another horse that I think has a better, uh, better chance than Honor AP is the 15 horse, the New York traffic I just talked to you about. Um, it, it, it's raced at Churchill. Uh, it's run at grade, uh, grade threes. Has it, didn't win grade three. Not ideal. But at 13 to one, um, you get an opportunity to try to get some value. I think this is a quintessential play show pick. I don't think New York traffic wins this race. Um, but it had a nice workout um, on August 28th, a week ago. Um, and that's after uh, pretty much a 40, it's going to be 50 days. No, 49 days. Um, when this, when the bell rings, it will be in 49 days since its last race. That was at Monmouth in the middle of July, um, in the Haskell. Uh, it did lose out to authentic, but once again, we're looking at authentic. That's about five to one authentic beat New York traffic by a nose. New York traffic is 13 to one. So you kind of see the discrepancy of odds there. That's a big reason why I'm a big fan of New York traffic in a play show situation. If you are looking for a trifecta, maybe you take authentic tis the law and New York traffic. Um, if you don't want to hold on to honor AP, um, that's what I would do in the trifecta as these horses have, um, or I believe this is uh, old Kentucky, my old Kentucky home, I believe um, is being played at the moment to 
Um, really, honestly, for me, one of the more surreal sights. It honestly, when you see Churchill Downs or you see these big tr tracks um, and you see these big horses on them and no one in the stands, immediately you think it's a Monday or Tuesday or it's an off day and it's a workout for these horses. Well, nope, we're running the Kentucky Derby um, in front of effectively no one um, there on site. Obviously, bigger um, things going on outside as well. There were some videos of uh, some of the protests going on around Church Hill Downs, but it has seemed um, that the Derby is going to go off um, without a hitch. As it, like I said, it's just very odd. A to see, you know, just nobody in the grandstand, nobody um, in the paddock. It's as they show the site, very, very odd. Normally, this would be a spot where you could not see concrete you could not see a, uh, a a seat anything it would be absolute bedlam um not the case this year for obvious reasons so the derby five months or excuse me four months after the fact um it's going to be rolling here in about 12 minutes obviously uh the kentucky derby we'll call this i'm going to kind of call this like a nascar style uh podcast because i always look at nascar they start their you know, Super Bowl with the first race or the first race of the year with the Daytona 500. Nobody else does that. Uh, no other sport does that. And I know now they have the playoff or whatever. Okay, whatever. But, you know, back in the day, it was the biggest race was the first. So on this podcast, the first race we're going to talk about is the biggest. But after, um, we are going to be here um, for a, what I believe will be 7, 8, 9, 10 um, at Del Mar. The finishing 10 will be the John C. Maybe grade two. Um, at Del Mar, Del Mar, um, for the first time ever, is running on Derby Day. Um, a lot of firsts, a lot of um, differences, a lot of, uh, you know, it's 2020. A lot of, a lot of those situations going on. Um, really, really excited, though, to see Tis the Law and really see if this horse can be challenged. Um, for me, I... Um, I look at the Breeders' Cup Classic, and, and I'm, I think I'm looking ahead for this horse. Obviously, the horse probably isn't because it doesn't know what's coming up next or anything. But the Breeders' Cup Classic for Tis the Law, I think, might be just a notch up um, above maybe what, it's, what this horse, at least what the, the connections are looking for. Big reason why. Um, maximum security. Uh, maximum security, a horse that we have talked about, probably the one horse we've talked about more than any other horse on this podcast for um, unfortunate reasons. Uh, former trainer Nick Shush, um, really in the middle of something um, that we're still working on getting everything together. When we get the full story together, we will have a full podcast on that. But um, the fact of the matter was that was a horse that was getting spiked, um, was being juiced, Ran really well, um, but then it was found out, got into Baffert's barn, and has takes, taken steps back. Um, you know, putting up 120 speed forms, and then goes to Baffert where it's cleaner. I'm not going to say it's fully clean. Baffert has his own past, but um, cleaner. And then speed numbers are dropping down to 105. That's not going to cut it against Tis the Law. So um, we'll see the Breeders' Cup if uh, Maximum Security will run that race and will – uh, compete. But as for today, I think it's going to come down to um, Tis the Law and then kind of the next tier, which I think is, um, uh, excuse me, I just completely uh, affirmed. Authentic. Sorry, I completely blanked. Authentic 
Um, New York Traffic, Honor AP, uh, those three I think will have uh, something to say about second or third. And really, um, I don't see a 50 to one shot winning. Um, I definitely could see a, a 50 to one shot coming in second place, pulling in. I, I would not be surprised if um, a show play, a show ticket, a $2 show ticket pays more than a, a $2 um, win place ticket. So we'll see how that goes. Um, because like I said, I, 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 I'm too high on Tis the Law. I think Tis the Law, not only is this race is, Tis the Law's to lose, but some of um, the, the, the horses that I thought really were going to, like Art Collector, I really expected Art Collector um, to at least, the very least, push the pace early and maybe ask for something from Tis the Law, maybe so it's not Tis the Law's um, perfect race or on Tis the Law's terms. Um, Art Collector had pulled out um, for obvious reasons. I, I, I go back to the date and I keep harping on it, I know, but we're, we're talking about the first Saturday in September. And normally, I mean, going into the horse racing year, Tis the Law was the top three-year-old. It was expected to be a Kentucky Derby contender. Early on, it had put itself firmly in that position. Now, the Corona COVID situation happened. The Derby did not run. Now we've had we've seen Tis the Law now run two races, um, including the Belmont and the Travers, and dominate. I really firmly believe that this horse has scared away some of the other maybe contenders that might not have won this race, but uh, would have at least forced um, uh, Tis the Law. Maybe it's a little hard, and I feel like I'm already talking about it like Tis the Law is in the winner's circle, but. I, I mean, I dare you to handicap this race and come to any other unbiased opinion. Is the value there, tis the law? No, but the horse is by a lot and it's hard to get away. You, you look at the other horses and the next closest horse, I mean, authentic or honor AP is going to be eight or nine to one. That is crazy. And that's a fair price at this point because if you're talking about a horse to win, um, it, it's, it's easily tis the law and really everyone else. So, um, I also do want to point out, I haven't actually seen the last two races, um, because I've been so deep in the Derby trying to find just something, some type of value here, um, is after the 11th race ran, um, the first 10 races today, I'm sorry, after the 11th race today of the first 11 races, today at Churchill Downs, the favorite only won one of them. Now, you can look at it one way. You can say, oh, the favorites aren't winning today. The way I'm looking at it is, oh, there's a return to the mean. We do talk about favorites only winning 20% of the time. Well, we just talked about that. That's less than one out of uh, 11 is less than 10%. So that's got to bump itself up. And believe me, if there's ever a horse um, that's going to get favorites to return to the mean, it's going to be tis the law. Once again, everything is pointing tis the law. Um, this is a quintessential process versus outcome situation. Everyone has their process. We have our process here on the podcast. We have those for you uh, uh, on the website, ecosystemsbusinessconcierge.com. It will be in the episode notes. Um, our, our, t our 10 rules of betting. And it's 
really about um, understanding those 10 rules and, and following the business side of the betting part of it. Um, and, and, and understanding the process is going to work 80% of the time. At, hey, you know, 20% of the time, David Eckstein hits a grand slam in the World Series. Hey, that stuff happens. You know, just those kind of weird things. Yesterday, um, Gamine does not run well. Swiss Skydiver, not in great shape um, and does not get the win. That's that 20% where the, the process was spot on. Unfortunately, the outcome um, didn't come through, but you don't overreact to that. Now, we have what's called the Hawthorne effect. Now, we track these things. Now, if every once in a while those things happen, hey, those things happen. It's like life, right? You do everything right at work. You hit control alt function and, <laughs> and, and everything messes up. You know, hey, you're not, you're great 99.9% .9 of the time, but hey, stuff happens. What, what is it uh, from Forrest Gump? Shit happens, right? right. Um, so it's, it's one of those things. But if you, if you track these things and you realize that eight or nine times out of 10, you're getting the right outcome stick to it and that's what we've done uh it's a real big um tool that we've used and we offer it to you as well we have live spreadsheets um for you i mean we really can't make it any easier for you this will be unfortunately um until breeders cup saturday the final live stream um for horse racing but um breeders cup in a in november will be returning um, for that, if you do need your horse racing fix, don't forget every Thursday, we're not going anywhere. Horse racing isn't going anywhere. Just not going to be a ton of Del Mar local stuff that I focus on. Look, I could sit here and read, a, uh, read the TVG's picks and tell you them every Saturday, but that's not authentic. I know Del Mar. I know how to handicap Del Mar. Del Mar is done after this week. So um, the, the live streams will cease, but heading into uh, Breeders' Cup weekend, that's when we'll be back with this. But like I said, every Thursday, myself and Raider Jim and Josh are here with a call to post to get you ready, really focusing on the Breeders' Cup because it's now really qualification time. Everyone's now trying to fight their way into the qualifications um, for Breeders' Cup weekend. Uh, really, for me, if you've listened to these podcasts, I beat it. Well, I don't, I, I don't think I should say beat it like a dead horse today, but um, I've really driven it home uh, how much I love Breeders' Cup weekends as um, the horses um, are approaching the starting gate, as Trevor Denman would say. Um, I am just going to make sure all of my T's are crossed. No, let me just get my New York traffic. So yeah, let me just re refresh for everybody in case you just got here. First of all, if you have anything to add, if you have any questions, um, feel free. Josh has his eye on the chat. He will let me know. Uh, what uh, going we're going to have the race. We're going to have pieces of the race. Miss. Got it. And um, for uh, just to read. That's what they've been asking. Are you going to have the race? Are you going to have the race? Gotcha. I, I erased the hard, <clears throat> hard drive in my computer. Yeah, we can't. Else is coming back. It's a little early, unfortunately. It's a little early for us to be messing too much with copyright rules, uh, just because it is the start of the podcast. But um, <laughs> so the uh, podcast sure. will be in the live stream. Will be fine with uh, Firefox. The only, yeah. the only problem is going to be Periscope. Yeah, but they can go on the website, and we'll have it on the website. Yeah, WordPress and, 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 no, I mean, believe it, it, it's let's be honest folks it's 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 the kentucky derby we're not the only people carrying this right now um, uh, <laughs> so uh we're the best 
But um, so when it comes well, we're the ones that explain people betting yeah. the right way. Deep, deep. Uh, into it. It's funny how these people who bet um, who are going on Twitter, oh pound Middle Tennessee State. What if we looked at ours? And thank you for all the people that blew up the live stream. People are still watching it from last night, and it is very valuable. It might be valuable afterwards after you see. Okay, yeah, they went five and zero college football, right? But why? And you know what? We bet the same amounts, people, that we do the Kentucky Derby and the Super Bowl. We bet the same amounts because the money is just a screen when Army <laughs> cover Middle Tennessee State with less pressure. Actually, those games are easier to pick because it's less pressure, right? It's less pressure, and people don't follow those teams. So because we've been betting them on bowl games and uh, – we follow them year long. It's a lot easier for us to pick. Well, and just also going back to the money is just as green situation. Um, you know, right after the Kentucky Derby, we're going to dive right into Del Mar, and Del Mar is taking a bit of a break, so we're not missing anything. Del Mar won't go, I believe, until four thirty. Um, they they won't go ahead uh, and have it. But um, the next race. Won't be the Kentucky Derby, but guess what? Uh, the money will still be just as green. That goes for every single race the rest of the day and really the rest of the year. Uh, there's only one Kentucky Derby, but there's plenty of chances uh, to win money, and it's just as green. No doubt about it, as they are almost there. So they show. The Kentucky Derby? No. The Kentucky Derby is 430, right? No, no. We are, we are – we're actually at post time for the Kentucky Derby, as I said. Oh, okay, so. um, yeah, four o'clock was post time. Okay, uh, so they I are got. Loading in. Uh, here we go. We got the um, the Adobe Flash to get in there just in time. The day this horse has just kind of taken over that town everywhere you go in that beautiful hamlet that is the place to be for horse racing in the American summer. You see the words, tis the law. They talk about this special horse and those school buses, just like they did with Funny Side, have delivered the connections of Sacatoga Stable to the... Perfect. You can actually just pull that up for Larry Colmus. He does a great job describing everything for everyone out there. Okay, yeah, because I, I was listening to Mike Tarico. Conversation we can have. Yeah, well, it'll go to Larry Colmus. He'll pass it over eventually. Okay, I'll wait a little bit. Yeah, because there'll be a, a thing to get. So. Mike Tarico clutters my mind for betting. Oh, yeah, no, no. He he right. will actually, I mean, yeah, you must be on a little bit of a delay as I have them off, but I will keep my mouth shut. Actually, I'm going to mute myself so I can listen to this. All right. Set for the 146th Kentucky Derby. And here with the call, Larry Colts. Thanks, Mike. Tis the law has moved into line, and that leads just authentic to complete this field of 15 years. Authentic comes up. They're all in line. We're ready for the start. They're off in the Kentucky Derby. Authentic did not break on the lead here. Tis the law is up quickly. Storm the court is right there, too, with New York traffic, and now Authentic is moving to their inside, outside to be a part of the pace and now take over as they race by us for the first time. Authentic will take the front, but it was not easy to get there. Storm the court is second on the inside. New York traffic is third, and Tis the law is right there, fourth, moving into that turn. 
then enforceable, followed by major fed, money moves three wide, attachment rate out there four wide, winning impression is seven lengths behind, then Mr. Big News, three to South Bend, two and a half back to Max Player racing on the inside of Necker Island, Honor AP is second last early, leading only Sole Volante to the back stretch, and the first half mile goes in 46.41 seconds, so the piece is honest enough here for authentic and he leads by a length and a half. New York traffic sits in second. Storm the Port is third. Manny Franco has the Belmont Stakes winner. Tis the law. Just two and a half lengths behind. Outside of horses in clear running room. And then it's Major Fed right alongside of Money Moves racing for the far turn. Attachment rate is next. Mr. Big News is about eight lengths behind right now. And Honor AP still lingering along at the back of the pack as Authentic takes them around the far turn. Tis the laws making his move now. And here he comes right up alongside of Authentic. A long shot, Mr. Big News has made a big run up into third. And they're into the stretch. And it's Tis the law on the outside of Authentic. These two score first drive as they come to the final furlong. Authentic is dragging in. Woo! Tis the law all up to the bottom. Authentic and John Velasquez. Comes up Tentric. I'm Tentric all the way. Woo! Big upset. It's that exacta, baby. Incredible. Incredible run. That was... That's going to be up there, I think. For me, um, that run was incredible when you when you know that horse, when you know that horse uh tis the law is there and it's, it's ready to uh, attack and it went this horse just went wire to wire the top three or against the top three-year-old a even money favorite he went wire to wire led him took tis the law's best shot and ran away from Tis the Law. That was right. Oh, that was authentic, man. That was absolutely incredible. And look, if you were listening earlier, we I told you authentic and Tis the Law. Now I didn't expect it to go in that order, um, but that's why you box them. So uh, or Quinella, like I said, Delmar has called Quinella and other places. It's exact a box, whatever you want to call it. Um, wow, that was really really impressive. Um, and I know it's Baffert and all that, but that's the horse, man. That horse. Well, no, that, right now what's going on with Baffert. Incredible. He's, he's three for six. The last six Kentucky Derbies. So he's in a sixth total. Sixth total, but uh, he's like Belichick. That's what I'm saying. Belichick has seven Super Bowls. Uh, Bob Baffert has uh, six Kentucky Derbies. Three out of the last six. So that's built. Bella cheat numbers right there. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely incredible. So there will be no 2020 Triple Crown. Um, that uh, Authentic takes the second leg. Uh, we will wait on payouts um, for that. But that look, let's be honest, that exacta should pay. Um, New York traffic ran well. Just well, that's what it is right there. That's where you say he ran away from him. He ran away. I mean, he literally, they went eye to eye, and he was gone. And he just decided, nope, I, this is my race. And that's incredible. That's really, really impressive to see that horse just, wow. 
I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm almost speechless. It's like the worst thing to be on a podcast. I think that's why they say don't live stream because something might make you speechless. But I'm just kind of- I'm here to get your back on that. Incredible. So, I'm going to get my newspapers. But. Incredible. That was uh, a, an incredible ride. And um, that's a really, a really, really good horse that just all of a sudden threw itself into the uh, talk for- uh, top three or hold of the year. I think tis the law. It's still tis the law's horse or uh, a word to lose, but wow. I have, it's been a long time since I've seen that dominant of a derby win. Uh, maybe not dominant. I shouldn't say dominant, uh, but that big of an upset and just everything, all the jaw dropping. I mean, if you watch, if you're watching the live stream, I was on mute watching it and it was just kind of my jaw on the floor um, seeing here comes tis the law and then authentic says, okay, there's tis the law. Uh, and then said bye, which is absolutely incredible. John Velasquez, another Kentucky Derby win. Um, big ups to him too. He obviously, he, I wonder, I, I would have loved to have been in uh, his shoes or just his thought process as they made that turn, knowing how much horse he had left. Um, knowing that Tids the Law was right there. You have to imagine he's had to feel like, okay, I have a shot here. But even then, I can't, I'm not listening to the interview, but I'm sure he's even got to be a little uh, surprised that that horse really answered Tis the Law. Because um, that was pretty much exactly what Tis the Law wanted to do. I think Authentic, I was surprised that Authentic was up. Um, I wouldn't say push the pace. It wasn't the fastest um, you know, quarter half you've ever seen, but, um, wow, 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 wow. I did. I would never have thought that authentic in that situation, turning for home leading and pretty much even if you would have told me that going into the race, that's how it would go. I would have felt really good about my exacta, but it would have been tis the law by two lengths. I would have thought, uh, didn't happen that way. Bob Baffert ties uh, now Ben Jones for the most Derby wins ever. What what more can you say? Um, and th this might not even be the best horse in his barn, folks. Uh, Maximum Security might have something to say about that. But um, it, wow, A another very very now last year's Derby was um, memorable for different reasons. If you remember the. Uh, 20 30 40 minute delay confusion whatever you would like to call it um disqualification of maximum security of baffert horse not at the time but um just a really really interesting um turn of events we've seen uh today to see yesterday with the kentucky oaks which uh, we'll probably go down as the, this, this payoff will be big, but it won't be as big as yesterday. I think it was a $54 winner on a $2 ticket. Um, but that, this, this is up there in terms of Derby upsets. Um, and like I said, it's a little odd because like, it's the first time ever. It's the second running. Um, this is the first time since 1945 that the Derby is outside of September. Um, and now we just kind of wait on the numbers to come in. I don't think we've seen it yet. Nope, not yet. So, wow. That was, that's a great way to start the podcast. Um, 
what a gr- what a day at Churchill. There was a race uh, two races ago. I the name ex- escapes me, but it was almost a dead heat. It was uh, pretty much by a flared nostril. Um, a really really interesting race there and a head scratch not head scratcher just a head shaker that yeah if if any horse was probably going to come in first uh and beat tis the law i would have said it was authentic but never the way it went like that that's like beating mike leach um with 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 an air raid or or beating bill belichick with a halftime adjustment or so i don't know it's just that was tis the law's perfect race i i mean i don't know what else to say that if that you would have told that owner and jockey, hey, this is how the race is going to go. They, they're ready to get their roses. Um, but Authentic just decided to run. Uh, nothing more that you can say. Uh, and like I said, I don't think it was a terrible race from Tis the Law. It just, he was second best, which is mind-numbing. But um, while that is figured out, it is time. Let me get myself ready. To go back to Del Mar. We're heading back to Del Mar once again um, as we focus back at Del Mar. We are 23 minutes from race number seven. Perfect. I am on where I need to be. My notes are ready. All right. So while we let those things all get figured out, um, race number seven, 22 minutes at Del Mar. Oh, okay. Here we go. I, before we get to that, the numbers are in. Authentic pays eighteen eighty to win, six to place, five dollars to show, three forty and three twenty for Tis the Law. And hey, what did I say, Mister Big News? The show ticket coming in at sixteen eighty. Um, so very very interesting there. Let's see what the exacta was. Probably not too high as, but Authentic eight to one. Um, let's see. Goodness. All right. That, okay. I will look online, but a nice, a nice little win. Uh, like I said, I, I, am very, very, very surprised that, um, authentic was not only able to win. That's not nearly as surprise surprising to me. It's horse racing folks. We talk about it. The the favorite only wins 20% of the time, but, that way that race went, my goodness, I, I'm, I, I cannot believe that uh, Maximum Security, or I'm sorry, excuse me, um, Authentic ran away from Tis the Law in what was um, an absolutely incredible, incredible run. Uh, let's see if I can pull up the numbers here. Tell us what the exacta was, or at least tell us what we won. I myself... Okay, they're not putting their stuff up. They're paying. Oh, wow. All right. That tells you the handle, folks. All right. Okay. That's why you have two sports books. I'm actually not getting paid for at least 30 minutes on the Kentucky Derby. Uh, They're paying so many people out right now. Um, But uh, A, you don't bet more than 25%. So I have plenty in my Twin Spires account. But uh, now I can go to my TBG account, uh, use that one. Um, cause I used, uh, I didn't use that one for my Kentucky Derby pick, but anyways, um, that's why once again, you have multiple betting sites, um, for not only this situation, but to find the better lines, um, around football and, and, and any other sport season, 
as uh, we get actually close to Houston Baptist football. I know uh, Josh will have an eye on that for us. Um, and it is uh, a 3-0 and start for us. Um, but really not terribly surprising. I mean, if you followed us, especially through bowl season, um, it's not surprising at all. Very, very, very happy um, with what's been going on. And at the same time, um, it's, it's sticking to what works, you know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, we're well over the break-even point. Um, really, if it wasn't for a, a weird corona, COVID situation with Vegas, we'd be in the sportsbook uh, super contest. But we're, uh, we're a little paranoid about how that payout would be. So we will just take their money hundreds of dollars at a time as opposed to thousands. Um, well, the but- problem is, you know, uh, travel restrictions. You know what I mean? If there's a shutdown or whatever, what do you do? You know, and and you know, what do you do? You start arguing, you know. And that's I'm, as older I get older, you pick your battles. You know, you pick your legal wars. Exactly. I mean, anything in life. Any. I mean, work, uh, personal relationship. Uh, picking your battles is very very key. Um, so yeah, and, um, very, very, I actually just got a text from Raider Jim, so a little distracted. What he says, man, you should call in. They, well, he's, uh, well, he's on Twitter, uh, so you know he's, uh, sticking around. Or he, you know, using my phone or else I would text him to tell him to call in. Yeah. So really, really, uh. He promised he was going to call in one of these times. Yeah. Very, very, um, excited to see that. But like I said, let's move on to race number seven at Del Mar. Um, or no, you know what? We needed to see, because I did that on my Twin Spires. Let's see what the payout was on that. Oh, no, I said that. I'm sorry. Duh. Uh, getting 30 minutes for that payout. So we go to TBG, make sure we get our bets in through there. Uh, so the race number seven is going to be six furlongs on the dirt at Del Mar. It's a, a claiming race of 16000 if you want one of these horses. Uh, it's going to cost you 16000 and your claim has to have been already put in. Uh, another condition, uh, all these horses, uh, one win or fewer. Nobody can have one more than once. It is three-year-olds and up uh, getting rolling. As I just get my notes together, the, the main horse that I circled here is the nine. Um, uh, run like Kona. Currently, uh, nine to two. The morning line was five to one. Uh, the racing form projects that line to move to six to one. I think that's a bit optimistic. Uh, I would be very happy with nine to two. Look, this is a horse, um, one for three in its career. That one was last time. It was at Del Mar. Now, full disclosure, it was a maiden 20,000, which is a lower uh, division maiden. Um, so this is not a step up, but a step into a situation where a lot of these horses have not only won um, a race before, but have won and then raced after the fact. Not too many of these race horses um, are coming off of a win. So run like Kona, um, kind of slowly b- trying to move up the class um, through their trainer, uh, Hess. Another thing that I really like is the first two or first three rides at both two, for, two of them were at Santa Anita. The third was at Del Mar. 
Um, Val, Val, uh, Valdevita had the ride, but now it is Umberto Rispoli. And when you see a jockey like Umberto Rispoli pick up a mount um, four races in or whatever, especially coming off of a win, what that tells me is Rispoli ran in that race with um, Run Like Kona uh, aboard another horse, watched the way this horse ran and said, you know what, I can pick who I want to run with talked to his agent, said, hey, get me in touch with Hess. Say, I want, um, I want to run like Kona, pretty much. Uh, he gets put on board. That's a huge push. And look, another box to get checked. The speed numbers. The, uh, the, the, they favor this horse in this race um, throughout everybody else overall. So I'm really high on run like Kona. Um, at, what was that? What did I say? Nine to two. Great value there. Probably going to go across the board there. Um, I am going to talk about three other horses um, as I always do my morning little handicap and then come back to look and see what the odds are. There we go. Okay. Um, as Awesome Amanda is one to um, just possibly think about, came in morning line 10 to 1, uh, currently 11 to 1, projected to get up to 14 to 1. Uh, it's a Dan Blacker horse, uh, two for 12 at Del Mar for 17%. That's pretty nice. Um, has been in the money at Del Mar. Is someone to be worth a look? It's their second race. Uh, I'm sorry, this will be their third race already overall um, at Del Mar, and it's finished third both times in pretty much the same class. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, what does somewhat concern me about Awesome Amanda and it's one, one thing that's probably going to keep me away. Is it necessarily the jockey? Because I like Tiago Pereira. Um, but um, it's mainly the fact that he hasn't raced this horse or raced with this horse since last March. And this will now mean at Del Mar, this is its third race at Del Mar this meet. This will also be its third different jockey. Now it's had Abel Cedillo and Flavian Pratt. Um, so it's had top-notch jockeys, which is nice. But at the same time, uh, there is a bit of continuity that you're not getting um, from this um, horse. Uh, but uh, Tiago Pereira is a good jockey. I think this horse is worth a look. Uh, when we go through the post parade, we'll see how that um, goes. Uh, but it's definitely a horse that's on the outside looking in. Um, Blazing Charm, only its fourth race career um, this will be, it did win at Santa Anita at uh, Maiden Claiming 50,000. It came off as the favorite, then bumped itself up to allow, uh, Allowance 50,000, whereas a 50 to one shot um, finished about where you would expect a 50 to one shot to finish. So it drops back down to Claiming 16,000, uh, where it's currently 18 to one projected to go all the way up to uh, 40 to one in its Del Mar turf debut. Um, it, that's what we're seeing here. It was, oh no, I'm sorry. My notes are wrong there. I have a different C. There you go. Okay. Excuse me. Sorry. Not, not that part. Forget that last part, but it is worth a look um, because it's coming back to sprint. Um, so the last race was on the Del Mar turf, but it was a mile. Uh, a lot of times when you have these young horses, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, or these horses that haven't raced a lot, these trainers don't quite know what distance is best. Um, and you see a lot of times 
uh, they'll move them at different distances and they'll start to kind of come back to their sweet spot, find it that way. Uh, they think that that is the case coming at uh, six furlongs where it ran, it won at seven furlongs, but it's probably gonna help coming at six here today as the last horse to look at as a possible place show um, is currently nine to two projected to come to five to two. So not a ton of value in the place show category, but this is a horse worth a look to win. Um, look, it's 0 for 2 at Del Mar in its career. Not ideal. Um, and it's been racing at essentially uh, maybe just a little bit of a class up. So it does drop in class. Uh, Flavian Pratt does get the ride. Um, Baldevita, this is the second horse in this race that he's given up the, uh, has been unseated by the two best jockeys at Del Mar. Very interesting to see that exact same situation, folks. I talked about, you know, uh, Umberto Rispoli. Well, Flavian Pratt is essentially right there uh, going into the final 20 races of the Del Mar season. Um, the jockey title is essentially a two jockey race and it's probably going to come down to the last race. But in this race, these two horses have essentially caught the eye of the top horse, uh, the top jockeys at Del Mar. So uh, Storm and Ranger is definitely worth a look. But uh, in a play show situation, um, might want to play an Exacta box, Quinella box with Storm and Ranger. And um, what was the other one? Uh, Run Like Kona. Um, if you want to go that and maybe uh, I... I you know, I really like Run Like Kona, where it's projected to go to five to one. Maybe go across the board or even place show um, because those odds are where they are. And maybe go across the board on Storm and Ranger at five to two uh, is where that is projected to end up. I like Storm and Ranger, but place show on a five to two shot is essentially um, asking for someone to give you your money back at best. So uh, currently, though, Storm and Ranger is five to one. It's so difficult to um, continue to harp on the um, the not having a on-site or um, you know universal or mutual handle, if you will, paramutual handle. I believe is what they call it um, now. But mutual handle at Del Mar, to where you know eighty percent of the handle is coming in um, on track to be tracked, literally, so they can update the odds a little bit easier. But um, it's not been the case when you have situations, unfortunately, where, um, I mean, shoot, I, I myself have two different betting sites uh, just to do horse racing. And there are plenty of other, pretty much any betting site, you can also horse, uh, horse bet as well. So there's plenty of uh, sites that are um, sending money in late. Uh, really affecting the odds. So, like I said, right now, sending in money late, man. Those sound cheated to me, man. Sorry. Oh, but late money always just that phrase sounds cheated uh, to me. It's I mean, always it's, been that way. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where um, I mean, it's never going to change. It's just kind of one of the, the 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 wrinkles, I guess, or you know, warts, I guess, if you really want to get into it. It's just it's something you have to adjust to. Um, and, and that's why a lot no, of have to be ready for it. Right. Because this is a, this is what makes our, uh, our content different, right. Is that we account 
for the fact that uh, the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus did not exist. So certain things happen because people operate. As obvious as this sounds, some people don't get this, right? That people operate in their own self-interest. And we did a great podcast where we described what's legal, what's unethical. And then even if something's illegal, you have selective prosecution, right? That says that whoever the sheriff is or uh, law enforcement, they get to choose what they want to prosecute, right? So if you're in a jurisdiction, if you're in Mississippi, that does not, you're in Biloxi, you're betting in Biloxi, and they don't want to prosecute late money, right? Because you think it's illegal. Then you're good. And you account for that, right? Because our goal is to get paid. So we're eliminating variables and covariables to get to our result. And if some shadiness is a variable, we account for it. So we have a high percentage. And this comes through the Hopkins effect. Okay, what exactly did happen? And then the other thing about this podcast in our content is that we have interviews with college football head coaches. We have uh, NFL football players that played for Joe Paterno, that played for Bush Davis, you know, that played at the highest levels at the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. So we account for everything and everything we say is because we, uh, from a journalistic standpoint, we've been able to have direct evidence, right? Direct evidence says that we've seen it with our own eyes and we have documentation that if you went to court, we can throw down, right? And we will have the documentation and then uh, you would have to pay for our attorneys and pay us uh, a settlement. We're trying to doubt us and running your mouth that way. <laughs> so we're, we're serious podcast. We're not playing around here. And uh, one other uh, horse just to bring up, I'm not terribly big on this horse, uh, mainly because of the value. Um, and to be honest, I just haven't really liked what I've seen um, when it's ran at Del Mar so far um, this year. Let me just pull up my notes for you. Um, it was only one race, um, but it was 10 to one. And, and it was a higher class, a much higher class. So the, Class drop has continued. It's the two-horse Mucho Macho Woman, a four-year-old. This is a horse um, that's been sired, or uh, the sire is um, Mucho Macho Man, of course, one of the top uh, sires really in the world for two- and three-year-olds. Um, but this one, unfortunately, Mucho Macho Woman has constantly been um, favored in higher class uh, races and lost. Um, I mean, we look at going back to Santa Anita um, in February this year, came off as a 0.5 to 1 favorite. You want a one more chance finished to seven lengths off the lead. Um, and then um, um, on June 13th, it was uh, even, or no, 1.3 to 1. It finished 10 lengths off the lead. Then we go to um, Santa Anita on June 21st. It was even money. It finished a length off the lead, getting better, I guess, right? And then 
like I said, 10 to one optional claiming. Um, and then it finished 10 and a half lengths off the lead. So this is a horse that spent a lot of time being far off the lead. Even if it is at lower class, we're looking at a horse right now that's currently nine to two, uh, four to one, depending on where you're looking. Um, and still, so yeah, the number nine has actually become the favorite, the horse that I really like, run like Kona. Um, and I really, really do think it is because of um, Umberto Rispoli, as it should, um, because Umberto Rispoli has been so good at Del Mar. Um, and like I said, when you see a horse win and then pick up a top jockey, um, that that says something that, hey, these these guys who know a lot about horses, they um, they see something as well. So that's a big giveaway and a nice little tip off for us. But I did just want to say, you know, give my little two cents about Mucho Macho Woman because it is um, a horse that you definitely um, are seeing played um, and probably whatever program or however you're handicapping maybe is one that jumps into your head. But as I put my bet in, what I'm going to do, I'm going across the board. We're going to go $5, so it'll end up being a $15 bet. Um, and it is uh, the, the nine horse run like Kona that's going in. And I am going to then do a Quinella, do a Quinella box, exacta box, whatever you want to call it, um, with the nine horse run like Kona and the 11 horse Stormin Ranger. 25 currently nine to USA student at the moment. Um, and uh, those will be um, on that Quinella box. I am going to do, um, see, where am I? What did I do the first one? $5.15. So $10, I can go there. Um, so my ticket to on this race will be $25 um, as we are one minute to post. Um, in the seventh at Del Mar, we are going all the way until uh, race number 10, which is going to be the John C. Maybe Stakes, um, $150,000 grade two. Um, a very, very, it's going to be a good race. Definitely one of these, um, like most of these graded races on Derby Day, um, bit of an afterthought. Most people are probably kind of, um, at least not listening here, you know, not the real true horse players. They've all kind of, you know, they're drunk off their mint juleps that they poorly made at home. Um, so that's... Uh, some people made them good, there. though. Sure, some people made them good. Well, so I'm sure someone did. But I guarantee you there are more people who are messing that up uh, than, than making it correctly. Um, as a bartender. Um, just, so you can make it the right way. Um, I can make, I've never made a mint julep just to be, I've never made a mint julep and especially I'm sure not the way Kentucky, whatever does it. I've made mojitos. Um, I made more mojitos than I want to admit to tell you fucking mojitos, um, as a bartender, but, um, lots of, lots of lime juice in the eye, lots of cuts exposed to, uh, you really don't know how many cuts you have on your hand until you got to squeeze a lime in a drink um, when you're about 10 drinks deep. Um, 10 drinks behind, I should say, not 10 drinks deep. Um, but 10 drinks behind in the well, people yelling at you. Uh, you squeeze that lime, and all of a sudden, all those little, um, all those little cuts are screaming at you. But um, 
anyways, uh, the, the mint juleps, I'm sure if you made them at home, I'm sure they were fantastic. And hopefully um, you did everything responsibly um, as hopefully you stayed at home or at least if you left, you were responsible driving as the line at the moment um, on here, race seven, probably the last real live look we're going to get before the odds fully lock in um, two favorites. It's mean Sophia, a horse that I didn't really talk about. Um, it's, let me see what my notes are on it. Uh, All right, now, one, one thing I wanted to interject. Now that football season's starting, remember during commercials to exercise to do your push-ups and your sit-ups as uh, Houston Baptist football is about to kick off. Uh, just had the reminder. You know what else is a good thing, too, is uh, maybe put like a uh, – get yourself like a weight that goes underneath a beer can, and you can get yourself little five-pound weights uh, curls in every time you want to take a little drink of beer. Um, I don't know if that's uh, a part of Josh's. Uh, no, I don't think that'll, that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. Thanks. It but, takes me to see because we'll, we'll trade off with uh, college football commentary between the horses. Please uh, do. Got, please do. We got uh, Houston Baptist football plus 24. And we have this great offense because we were talking to Coach uh, Sheely, and we were talking about this. Uh, uh, North Texas offensive coach Luttrell. Coach Luttrell had uh, he had uh, what should we call it? He had North Carolina the Tar Heels humming with that offense in the ACC, and it was an incomplete pass first play of the game, and now Houston Baptist showing stiffening of the defense. This was the was supposed to be the weakness of Houston Baptist, and suddenly, first drive, uh, it's third down and ten, which to us means a lot because it's plus twenty four point five and plus a uh, thousand. Yes, sir, plus a thousand in this game, and, and we feel that Houston Baptist might possibly win. It's third and ten, big play. Let's get some pressure on this quarterback. We flushed him out of the pocket. He's a little bit nervous, and they, they complete a big third down. So that was a very nice uh, completion uh, for North Baptist, and we'll keep you updated as we go along in our uh, plus 24, plus 1,000 pick here. And share the screen. They won't kick us off right away. The president kick us off after the uh, uh, Kentucky Derby. But college football, they don't care too much about. I had the whole game on last year. <laughs> I had the whole Houston Baptist uh, game on here last year. So very interesting. Uh, Houston Baptist looks bigger, and they've got a couple stops. And there you go, folks. I'm running. 11-9. That is your final. That is your finish. The 11 horse uh, gets the win. Sperman Ranger uh, gets the win. Nudges uh, out. Run like Kona. So once again, if you did what I did, uh, that's a win for you. Uh, and then I would have preferred win li or run like Kona to actually get the win. So my uh, win across the board 
would obviously pay one extra and a little bit more. Um, not the case, but I'll still get the place and show money for a horse that came off the board eventually at six to one. I'll actually take that. Um, yeah, that, there's going to be plenty of uh, plenty of value when these numbers come out uh, right, uh, I'd say about two or three minutes. Yeah, what a, what a great, <clears throat> great job. But both the nine and the 11, they ran down the four horse at 40 to one. That'll be a nice little show ticket for somebody who was uh, sweating that four horse falling apart, um, but still somehow finds himself in third place. So nice win as our first start. Really, uh, two for two on exactas, quinellas, whatever you want to call it. Um, hopefully that will pay uh, a little bit of money there. Um, and I expect it to with um, a six to one shot coming in uh, second place there. So. As though there's the jockey standings. And look at that. With that, we actually see a tie for first. 45 wins apiece from Rispoli and Pratt. The next closest is Abel Sadijo with 27 wins. That's just showing you the dominance these two guys are on. They're at 45. The next closest, Abel Sadijo, who's another really good jockey, is at 27. They're almost doubling up the field. Um, and they're literally every race, it's one of these two guys. And that's exactly how that exacto went. Uh, but Josh, I will take my union mandated break and uh, let you do some uh, Houston Baptist analysis. Don't show too much of the game. Like I said, if you can come back here, I don't want us to be kicked off now. I showed the whole game last year. And fair enough, fair enough. Well, I, 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 I'm, I am a really, really good I told you so person. Uh, anybody in my life will tell you that. So uh, – make sure I don't give you don't fall into that trap but I will be back um and we will break down um, well, yeah, I mean you're going to be right 20% of the time so 80 percent of the time you're going to be wrong and uh, Houston Baptist had went up on three third third downs and they com converted a fourth in two wow that if it was a you know one of those games where you had multiple angles and this and that they probably wouldn't have done and then they hit the big play as the cornerback. Uh, we'll show it here. The cornerback, uh, number five, was toasted. No, they're in commercial. So it'll be interesting to see the Houston Baptist football uh, offense come on the field. Ben Raslaff, he came on the, on the podcast last year every week. Uh, they're only playing three games. So we'll get him a couple times, and then uh, I think he's going to come back and uh, play, or he'll come back uh, for the Houston Rockets. So the Houston Rockets are doing well. So Texas, North Texas, uh, Houston Baptist defense had him on the rope a couple times, and then they hit a big fourth and two, and then number five, uh, on a big third down was uh, beat. So uh, we'll be monitoring uh, Houston Baptist football and then the races at Del Mar until about race 10 where uh, Dr. First quits. And it's just one of those things. I'm very excited about uh, Houston Baptist football this year. 
we got a plus 24. And uh, we also have them, they look good. So I feel really good about everything. Uh, they should be in this game. It doesn't seem to be like that huge talent advantage. One real positive, right, even though they got beat deep, is that Houston Baptist was able to, their line, they were able to stuff the run. So when you're playing a Houston Baptist and they can hold up on the line, you're doing pretty good. Now, North Texas was playing fast. Uh, you play fast, especially in the South, because it's so hot, and you want to wear down the other team. Okay, so you want to wear down the other team. So we'll do, actually we'll do play-by-play uh, -play until first comes back with his uh, horse racing. Let's try to get this from the screen like this. Share the screen for Houston Baptist football. There we go. All right. So our guy is going to be Ben Raslap. And I guess there was some sort of holding penalty that backs him up. It doesn't matter with this offense. This is uh, that Texas Tech offense from uh, Clingsbury, right? And we got our guy, Ben Tight, as we're in uh, 12 personnel. And screen pass a really fast guy. Right. That's exciting with Ben Zapp. Uh, very exciting. Houston Baptist uh, offense. And they play fast. It's going to be a big turn now for Houston Baptist as to try to answer uh, the prolific uh, North Texas offense.
Yeah, it had like the one gig you can't get anywhere, but I guess, you know, that's all the source. Yeah, Texas isn't known for like technology. And they're in the middle of nowhere too. They're in Denton, Texas. Oh, did their speed go down? Huh? Did their feed go down? Pretty much. It's just going around in a circle. I had like one gig, so I saw uh, how fast the Kentucky Derby was going. <laughs> well, it's, um, I mean, anytime, like ESPN3, ESPN+, Plus, ESP, I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's a lot easier to just record something on your DVR than it is to deal with the whole internet thing. But uh, at least they, you know, they were on ESPN3, I think you said last year. Do they, do they play Texas Tech on ESPN2? Yeah. Or, they yeah, do. yeah. all the games are going to be televised. So well, we okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on. But that's kind of what I, what I was kind of alluding to in terms of, like, television. Like, is it going to be on ESPN2? This, this isn't televised. Well, it's televised because it's on TV. It's on well, no, you're not, you're not watching that on your TV. You're watching that on your computer. But my point yeah, is, well, is yeah, like, play like, I got Cox, and then with Cox, you can uh, – a, you can mirror it, right, and put it on the TV. Then B, though, you can actually go to the cable channel. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, all right, good. Uh, Houston Baptist is knocking on the door right now and probably missed the reception by our guy. And Raslaff, number 22, and we'll go ahead. I'll do it. Some, I'll block. Uh, well, actually, let's see if we can share the screen here. But they're knocking on the door. Our guy's number 22, Ben Raslaff. And uh, I know first report, there he goes right there, Ben Raslaff, number 22, Faith Family Football Podcast. And we also had Coach Vic Sheely from Houston Baptist. So we're all up on Houston Baptist. We're probably the number one outlet in the country as far as reporting at Houston Baptist and knowing what's going on. All right, so we go opposite eye, uh, Zappy. You'll see him in an NFL camp, number four. And it's going to be, uh, I think it's uh, second and goal. Oh, here you go. You got to love these little teams with a razzle, dazzle. And look at that speed, right? That's 4.2.5 speed right there. Speed demon. Uh, number eight, he runs like the wind, right? He's short. That's why he didn't go to a big five, power five school. But, man, this guy could run. And it's that, that Texas speed. But well, Ben Raslaff, as he comes out to the left side, right? He, I wouldn't cover him one on one. He's got that thing. He's getting out the signals. And remember, this is the air raid offense that you will see with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. So I believe it's third and five. Or really, it's third and goal. So we're going to go offset eye to the right. He's not really a running back. Look how small he is. And they try to fool him, go inside. In North Texas, would have none of it. Uh, a big positive sign for Houston Baptist was that uh, North Texas got zero runs up the middle. So uh, this is this is uh, these little teams. They go on it on fourth down. So this is going to be fourth and three from the five yard line. So they can get a first down without getting a touchdown. But they haven't deepened their third and third uh, territory. So if they don't make it, uh, they have the length of the field to go. And dumb call right there. That was a stupid call by uh, the otherwise very intelligent and talented Houston Baptist 
offensive coordinator who's been who's best friends with Clings Curl Clingsbury, uh, the head coach of your Arizona Cardinals. So you know they're deep in the th- territory, uh, North Texas holes. But yes. from a betting standpoint, our plus twenty four is looking good right now. Uh, just an update um, on that $10 uh, exacta bet in the Derby. Uh, it's going to pay one hundred two fifty. So it's a nice turnaround. Um, on, made uh, yeah, um, I did throw a $25 uh, win place on Tis the Law. Um, that didn't come in. Um, so profit of, what, $75 uh, um, will take it, especially considering. Uh, so 35 $75. Does that take your girl, your grandma, and your mom out to dinner? Um, not all of them, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> not? one of them, what? yes. Not all of them, yes. <laughs> if two of them would like to go, and I can give them a gift card, yes. But not, not all of them and myself. But uh, I can pick one of those, and we can go to, yes, 100%. Right. Yeah, but maybe you have three more of those, and then, yes, you can take all of them. Now... <laughs> Um, I love all of them. I love all of them, but I don't know if I can do a whole dinner of all three of them together. Can't um, go to Wendy's. Oh well, okay, all right. Well, when you say take them, look, you know, uh, they're high maintenance, you know, right? They got to go to Outback or no? I mean, you, you know, you say that, you know, about three, you know, women you love, you would expect it to be. You know, at the you know, for, for me, um, Wendy's isn't the first place. I love Wendy's. Don't I'm not dissing Wendy's. I love Wendy's. Um, I love fast food, honestly. And if we're talking Taco Bell, Wendy's, then yes, um, all with seventy five. You can't take them all out to a casual Saturday night dinner, chilling, and you know you're gonna bring the well. The food's gonna be delivered now because it's COVID. So you're doing some DoorDash. No, I, I do not do DoorDash. As a former restaurant employee, um, I know how much money is taken from the restaurant and establishment. Um, I, I can go pick it up. I'm a, I'm a big boy. Uh, I can roll down my window. They can pop it in. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe in DoorDash. Uh, it's, it's a great tool for some people. I, uh, like I said, I know what that does to... But you never get food delivered now than COVID-19. No, well, uh, pizza's you do Uber, Uber Eats. Or um, Instacart. Instacart's a grocery store. There's a lot of different delivery services. Oh, and to uh, give you an example, there you go. Ben Raslaff, he had 1,139 receiving yards last year, 12 touchdowns. And uh, he threw for a touchdown, too. That's a guy, Ben Raslaff who, in our opinion, at the ESPC uh, podcast, the draft department, the draft department says that he will be drafted into the NFL. Ben Rathbone. Also, we have some uh, inside information that he will be drafted. Awesome. Uh, Looking here at uh, race number eight, Um, the two horses, uh, actually, there were three horses that I really liked. Um, they were more than likely going to be the three favorites. Um, one of them is uh, WW. He has scratched, so that won't be a part of it. Um, I'm looking at the eight and nine. Uh, Go Daddy Go and Whooping Jay. 
Whooping Jay has all the numbers. Um, it's a Doug O'Neill horse. You have Mario Gutierrez, who yesterday, um, luckily, is okay. Had a horse um, go through uh, one of the temporary gates on the uh, turf course. He's okay. Horse is okay. Uh, but it was a little scary yesterday. Wasn't quite sure. He gets the mount um, on Doug O'Neill. All the speed figures point to this horse. Currently nine to five. Not a ton of value there. I also really do like Go Daddy Go. We have Umberto Rispoli, who I really don't even need to uh, go into at this point. Pretty much comes up in every single race I handicap, and he's a big reason why. Um, these are, as I pull up my notes, um, a lot of people are on Muralist. Uh, looking at the racing form, there are some people saying this is their best bet of the day at Del Mar. I don't see it. It came in morning line 12 to 1. This is a horse that... Um, yeah, it's won its last two races, but I mean, at much lower class, um, as let me give you a little rundown of what the horse race is. Um, this is optional claiming $50,000. So um, certain ones of these horses are up for claims, um, but if that is the case, it's going to cost you $50,000. All of these horses, one win or less this year. Or, uh, oh, in the last calendar year. Um, so, very, very interesting. Um, WW obviously was one that I really like. John Sadler horse, he scratched out. Muralist, a lot of people like him. Look, Go Daddy Go has already beaten this horse. Muralist, um, last time out at, at um, Santa Anita, at Pleasanton, at much lower class, especially Pleasanton, um, optional claiming 25000 uh, same stipulations did come off as a 0.5 to one favorite um, and one, but only by three lengths, uh, three quarters of a length, excuse me. Um, moving on, like I said, to some of the other horses that I did actually like. Um, unfortunately, like I said, not a ton of value from the horses I like. Uh, so we'll probably have to get an exotic bet rolling to make a little bit of money. But uh, Go Daddy Go at five to two currently. Morning line was five to one. I had a little bit more hope that maybe it would settle at four to one. Still might, but it is projected to finish at five to two. Um, Umberto Rispoli, of course, on board. One for nine career. Not ideal, um, but this is a horse that um, I have hopes that it can get rolling. Um, it's getting off of Valdivita and getting um, Umberto Rispoli. Uh, to, to get aboard, and we saw what happened in the last race. That's exactly what happened in the last race, and the horse won. Uh, Valdevita seems to be the guy who has these horses, uh, does well with them, and then passes them off to, um, you know, maybe more uh, successful or at least um, at, at Del Mar more successful races. But yeah, Whopping Jay at eight to five now. Just not a ton of value, but I just absolutely love this horse. Like I said, all the speed numbers are going for this. This is a horse that ran in a stakes race um, earlier this year at Del Mar at the California Dreamin'. Um, it was a $100,000 purse. And this is an optional claiming, remember. Uh, it finished second, only a half length um, off the lead. Everything you look at, Whopping Jade, this easily should be its horse. Uh, it easily should be this race as it's one, two, three, four, last six races have been in the money. Eight of nine overall have been in the money. I know it's eight to five. You're going to have to put a little extra money on this horse to go across the board, but I really, or if you want to get it with a win, but I really, really do feel well or feel um, comfortable 
doing that with this horse. Two for two at Del Mar in the money, uh, a win and a place to show for it. So we'll see how that horse goes. Um, I am going to just do an exotic with Go Daddy Go. Um, this is pretty much chalk, not a ton of uh, value here. But like I said, the two best horses, especially now that WW is gone um, out of this race, Neuralis being the second or third best option, depending on where you look, gives me some, you know, clarity and, and, and makes me feel good. I would probably take um, the Irish horse Liberal um, before, um, and probably Rocky Tough, before I would go with Muralist. But we shall see. Um, the only horse I haven't really talked about was Unbroken Star. This is a horse that's going to break on the post. Um, and it's uh, won three times in 10 races, but really never at this high level. Um, it's definitely probably worth a look now that I kind of look everything over. Um, as it's gone up against, look, Dark Vader, Kershaw, Patantico, Take the 101, Kershaw again, Patantico again. Those are the top horses at Del Mar. The only problem with that is they've lost out to those horses by, you know, about 27 lengths uh, combined in those two races. So, and you're also not getting Mike Smith you're getting Valdevita. So you're kind of going backwards on that situation, uh, going from um, Valdevita giving up a, a mount to Valdevita, getting a mount from Mike Smith. Uh, and even Mike Smith couldn't get this horse um, at nine to, or it was 10 to one last time out um, in that optional claiming at Del Mar. And it finished 23 lengths off the lead. And that was with Mike Smith aboard. Not a fan of Unbroken Star today. Um, Rocky Tough, you, you know, you, you wish you could bet them all, right? Because the more you look at them, uh, the more you can kind of fall in love. But at nine to one um, is interesting. You want to talk about a horse that's been there, done that. It's pretty much this horse. It's been in the money 25 times, has 47 career races. Um, 2019 was a very, very successful year. Maybe not money-wise, only won 150,000, which isn't anything to sniff at, but um, out of the 14 runs, it was in the money nine times. Very nice. Uh, this year, only one for three, but that one was a win last time out at Del Mar, July 31st, beat Salvador Mundi and Tiberius Marcellus. That's, that was a very interesting and uh, good run. I actually really also like Rocky Tough here. Um, I might do a place show on Rocky Tough just because – um, it's shown that it can at least run uh, comparably. I mean, it did lose out to WW. Don't have to worry about that. It did lose out to Unbroken Star, a horse that I'm not a fan of. But that was with a, um, a run of 61, the speed rating. Every other one has been 80 or higher, 85 or higher now that I see, or now that I look at it since last November. So um, I, I think Rocky Tough gets back to the 80s in the speed, um, which will be uh, enough to play, especially at nine to one. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, let's, uh, let's get our bets in now. So we don't do anything crazy. Let's go back to Twin Spires as I have been paid out. Thank you to those wonderful folks for getting those payouts in quickly. All right. Whopping J um, is, like I said, the top odd at eight to five. I'm going to do uh, that one 
with GoDaddy Go, which is now two to one. Ugh, not a ton of value um, with that Quinella box, Exacta box, whatever you want to call it. But um, put a put a $5 bet down there, see if we can make just a little bit of money. Um, what's going on here? Okay, there we go. Perfect. All right. Nope. Go, Daddy, go. Perfect. And then also what we're going to do, we throw that in. I'm going to go play show on Rocky Tough. I, like I said, I just kind of went on a little rant about Rocky Tough. I like what it brings to the table, and I like the opportunity to get profit off of it. Um, and, and it's an opportunity. And that's what really all these uh, podcasts and these opportunities are all about. So play show. I'm going to go $5 there. So that'll cost me $10 total. That's a $15 ticket. Um, and you know what? I really do like whopping J the nine. I'm going to just put a $10 win or no, let's go $5. Just keep it a little calm feeling good after of course, uh, the Derby, a uh, hundred dollar rake, but, um, got to keep ourselves under control now. So it's a $20 ticket. Um, looking at that nine horse to win, uh, nine, eight, five would be the sweet spot as I like to call it. Um, which is a three-way winner or pretty much means that all ways are wins. Um, eight, nine would get me there. Nine, five would get me two out of three um, bet wins. So really looking for anything but eight, five, nine. Um, that would be a heartbreaker because eight, five, nine does um, very little for me. I mean, I guess uh, the five finishing second would be somewhat nice, but uh, we shall see as they are getting on the turf. This is a very long race, uh, a mile and an eighth on the turf. So uh, pretty much starting at the very top of the left-hand turn, uh, the final turn, getting shot down straight in, uh, veering a bit to the left onto the main track and then going for a full lap. So this will be a very long race, the longest race Del Mar can offer on the turf and pretty much the longest uh, most in North Korea, or I'm sorry, North Korea, wow, North America have to offer um, as Del Mar. Race number eight is about ready to roll off. Um, and just a reminder, if you are on Periscope, um, if you have any questions, any of those, uh, you have anything to add to anything, um, let us know. Josh is checking over the stream, making sure everything is going well. So he will let me know um, about that. As, as I said, Delmar eight is here um, for the third to uh, the third to last day um, for Delmar. I'll tell you, not a whole lot of things this month have gone quickly or not a whole lot of things this year have gone quickly. I should say uh, Delmar meat has. So, um, and I think a lot of it is, I'll be honest, you know, we're used to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's only been Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and then Monday this week, and there was a couple weeks back where there was one random one. But we, of course, also lost a full weekend. So it's unfortunate that this will be the last weekend of Del Mar, but um, it will be back in November along with the Breeders' Cup, a very quick Bing Crosby meet. We'll have you covered for that. Um, never fear there as Del Mar 8 gets ready to load into the gate. Like I said, very long race um, and one where jockeys are at a premium, putting them in position 
um, making sure these horses, because instinctively all these horses, no matter what, want to be up front. Um, they might perform better behind, but that's the jockey's job to make sure that maybe this horse is better as a stalker. Maybe this horse is better in the pack. Or you know what? Maybe this horse is better with clear air or nothing else to look at, just to, you know, itself. Um, those are usually sprint horses. But in this situation where you have such a long race, kind of a weird little situation um, on the turf with the track where you're kind of being shot into the racetrack where you're almost essentially three turns. It's not classified as three turns as it's kind of a veer into the left, um, a lane change, if you will. But um, it's uh, very interesting on these, these long races to see how much energy it takes, these it takes out of these horses um, that need to get onto the rail um, immediately on these long races. They, they, they use a lot of energy getting there as they get ready to kind of make that left-handed veer onto the main course and hit the wire. Um, the six in the lead, that is five-star Lynch. Then we have the nine. Let me get these in order so I'm ready. The nine is, of course, Whopping Jay, who we looked at. Remember, we are eight, nine, five. That's what we are looking for here. Um, Eight, or nine eight five would be key actually that would be the sweet spot as i said currently it is six nine ten one but we're only at a quarter mile um as they get ready to hit the half mile with still a half mile to run um very very uh, mediocre pace nothing crazy there's a lot of horses in this race so um there's not a whole lot of movement getting away the nine horse uh, Whooping Jay is perfectly fine sitting off uh, the six-horse uh, five-star Lynch. That's an opportunity uh, as the nine-horse and the six-horse begin to move away from the field. Just really, really need that five to get rolling. The eight need to get rolling as well. The eight is rolling now. That's better. Um, yeah, the five might be too far behind to be a, a factor. But the nine is coming on. I don't know if he's going to have enough real estate to run it down. Yes, he will. Oh, 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 no, he won't. Wow, that's a heck of a run from the six horse. Six, nine, ten. Not ideal. Um, yeah, not ideal. But that's a big reason why you don't bet 25% of your bankroll, folks. Um, no matter what happened to the Kentucky Derby or even the last race where we are incredibly uh, successful bringing home uh, a good value. You don't jump out ahead of yourself over your skis, as uh, Dan Cilio used to say here in San Diego. Um, but you know the overreaction. You maybe hey, you want to ump your bake roll or this or that. No, you stay the course. Um, and unfortunately, didn't work out here in this race. But we move on and get ready for race number nine, the second to last race we covering today. Uh, this race is $20,000 claiming. Josh, do you have an update um, on uh, Houston Baptist? You are muted, just a heads up. Do you need me to unmute you? Clean, clear the hard drive on my computer and uh, getting used to new style here. But uh, 
We're still looking good for the bet. Uh, Houston Baptist has moved the ball up and down the field on them. They, they've been their own worst enemy. And then they haven't been able to get off the field uh, after uh, – very surprising. I'll, I'll say this. Very surprising that Houston Baptist, right, as a smaller SCS team against a Division One team has been able to hold their own. And this is the one thing about betting and knowing football, right? So uh, I have Houston Baptist to win outright, right? And even though they missed a field goal, and even though uh, they got stopped in the red zone, because that's the, that's the deal with the uh, air raid, right? Uh, the knock against the air raid is that once they get to the red zone, they can't punch it in, right? Me personally, I would bring in a bunch of uh, uh, guys who work out, you know, walk-ons, and bring in a tight end, right? And all his whole job is to be a tight end in the red zone. And bring in a jumbo package, just switching around. Uh, that would be my advice. But they couldn't punch it in, and then they missed a field goal. But I'm still feeling good about it because they're stopping him when it comes to the run. The run game, they're stopping him. And right there, big play, right? Because they were burning number five. And they're going to keep going to number that, that area until you stop them. I think I, think I figured it out. And uh, top guy's 16. So I'm feeling good about this right now. And the only reason that I'm feeling good about it is the fact that they're stopping him. As you see right there, they're stopping him in the run game. And you have to, to end up winning, you're going to have to be able to run. And they're not doing it. And uh, Houston Baptist has done it with a slash play. All right? So uh, Houston, uh, North Texas playing fast. Remember, this is the offense that rolled in the ACC. And uh, Seth Luttrell, the head coach, was the offensive coordinator at New North Carolina, Tar Heels. So we're plus 24, plus 1,000. Again, big third and eight play. Eventually, they're going to have to stop. Good play call right there. All right? Uh, you look at numbers. So technically, every defense you're in is the wrong defense. So they had six guys on the line. And again, it's a smaller team like Houston Baptist. So that run play, inside run play, if the center gets a good block, you're going to get the first down. But still feeling good about it. The other thing, too, oh, holding. Oh, man, we missed a holding call. Uh, the refs are paid off now. Let's use them. When they miss a call, that's, I like joking around like that. But we're in good shape there with Houston Baptist. They just need to finish those drives. Uh, so the two real positives, right, is that Houston Baptist have been able to stop the run game, and they've moved the ball up and down the field off. They're not, they're not going to be out of it. Back to Fort Thank you. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so – like I said, here in the ninth race, um, we get ready to see where we are, what the actual length is. I believe it's six and a half furlongs. Uh, yes, yeah, six and a half furlongs. This is a 20,000 claiming uh, race. Uh, once again, this is one uh, with three wins. No more than three wins. Or no, 
No more than two wins, two wins or less in a lifetime, it looks like. Um, and, you know, we got, we got plenty of horses here that are hoping that this is their time to finally kind of get into that third win um, situation. A lot of horses on here that have been around um, and, and, and race, not only at Del Mar, but up and down kind of the West Coast. Gulf, uh, not Gulfstream, uh, Golden, Golden Gate. For me, the horse uh, that I like the most is the four street image. Uh, five, and, five for 11 in the money career. Two wins, not incredible, but back-to-back uh, -back wins. Broke its maiden at 20,000 earlier this year. Not a huge class, uh, but hit claiming at 16,000. Well, that's pretty much where we are today uh, in this class. Uh, maybe just a little bit more. We're at claiming 20,000. But it continually works its way up. Back-to-back -back wins. Horses like that, I think, um, especially at Del Mar, um, it, it's hot this year. 2020, uh, you can go back earlier to start the year. It was at Santa Anita. And their maiden, uh, running at maiden, uh, excuse me, running at maiden 20,000 at Santa Anita, it finished second both times. So four runs here in 2020. And it's been in the money all four times, including two wins, two places. So Street Image is the one that jumps out to me. Um, and I think there is value there. Currently seven to two. I think it could get to nine to two. Octopus is another one. This is a horse um, and has already raced twice at Del Mar. And after uh, claiming, after winning a claiming race earlier, 20,000 to 18,000. So a little bit less, or I'm pretty much actually right where we're at. Um, Octopus. One, then put, bumped itself up to 50,000 and um, finished fifth four lengths off the lead, dropping back down in class in a class that's already won at uh, multiple times. Um, it's, it's a very interesting situation. And I will say, uh, going back to October 13th, 2019, Oct uh, Octopus actually lost a maiden special weight, 51,000. Finished 28 lengths off the lead. You think, oh, man, that's terrible. Were well, the winner that day? Yeah, it was Honor AP. Yeah, the same Honor AP that was, I think, the second favorite in the Kentucky Derby. So just kind of shows you that, you know, this time last year, Octopus was running with um, pretty much the best of the best in the two-year-old class. Now a three-year-old, uh, look, this, is, this horse is probably better than this class. That is a great opportunity. Currently... Seven to two. Once again, not a ton of value. Um, the exotics. I feel like I, I feel like I always, no matter what, get two or three exotics a day max. I've already won two exotics, so I think I'm going to stop with the exotics. Maybe find a couple um, horses to go across the board with, or something like that. Um, I feel like my. Exotic... Raider Jim would tell you. Sorry. It's Raider Jim would tell you. One hundred. Well, it's uh, and then also. Um, what Tim Conway Jr. talked about, kind of like, you know, maybe I used up all my exotic luck today, my exotics luck, uh, pulling in $100 on that Kentucky Derby exotic. Uh, that was probably, okay, there you are, Brandon. Happy Derby Day. Now, if you continue to do this, we will take your money. So, like I said, I think those two horses are going to be the ones I'll go across the board with, um, and, and we'll see how we'll kind of play that as we get closer. I still think we're about 20 minutes away. Um, as I continue to go down, um, there is the return of Baby Gronk. I know I've talked about Baby Gronk earlier uh, in this podcast, and it, it is 
I did ran, run in the 22nd of August earlier this year. Uh, came off as a three to one shot, four to one shot. Now, honestly, I think a big reason why it was four to one, I think it was because of the name. Um, there are times like that where, um, let's be honest, uh, unfortunately, um, people just throw money at whatever name is uh, best or they like the best. So Baby Gronk is definitely one that falls into that category. Anyways. NFL uh, fans will be, be <clears throat> Baby Gronk. Well, and not, not only, I mean, it's almost kind of like not a, Gronk is one of those guys, he kind of transcends the NFL. That's like the one girl who, I don't know, um, he made an appearance on the Real Housewives of, you know, blank of blank. And, oh, that's right. I know him. That's how I know Gronk, you know. And just, you know, because, look, you know, people don't know um, Tom Brady for the same reasons they know <laughs> Rob Gronkowski. So, but anyways, uh, baby Gronk returns trying to uh, get a win. That would always be a nice little fun uh, little nugget if baby Gronk can win at Del Mar. Uh, continuing to go down, Red Valor is eight eight to one. Um, you always got to look at a horse that has Flavian Pratt aboard, especially this year. Um, a, the thing that kind of pushes me away from this horse is um, this horse is lost earlier this meet to both uh, Tobacco Road and Camby, both horses that are running in this race. This horse is two for 19 lifetime. Um, I don't think uh, this is turning a corner and becoming anything crazy. Um, so like I said, uh, I think I went through big, big fan of um, Octopus and street image unfortunately both seven to two not a ton of value uh candy's an interesting one um obviously maybe possibly a marcus canby fan but this is a horse that has is two for 18 but very impressive you're, you're throwing out guy like marcus canby out there oh yeah oh yeah come on now i, I loved uh, i loved me some uh umass rick patino early rick patino fraudulent John Calipari. oh is that john calipari see there we go that's me all i gotta do is open my mouth and i'll say something stupid uh but anyways um can be situation Very good book, by the way there Back we go Back by john calipari perfect uh in terms of uh the 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 horse can be uh it's a horse that ran already earlier this year at pretty much the same class uh came off at two to one and um, finished uh, third, uh, about two lengths off the lead. I think that's why there are people that are cooled on this horse at five to one. This is another horse that I really do think can make a case. Now, how am I going to bet three horses without an exotic? I don't know. I'm probably going to have to leave Canby off to the side. But definitely think about that if um, you want to uh, maybe play an exotic. Uh, maybe you haven't played an exotic and you uh, think you got some luck going that way. So that could possibly be something um, to think about. One last whole horse I do want to look at is, excuse me, sorry. Okay, the Seven Horse Tobacco Road, probably another basketball reference. Um, and that uh, this is another horse, once again. But, you know, that's on a horse that, uh, oh, yeah. that uh, horse owns a stable that runs horses in Delmar. Yes. Uh, Tobacco Road is um, five to one currently uh, with six to one morning line. 
And this is a, a, an interesting case. You got Kristen Mulhall, who isn't exactly a household name, but Del Mar, 12 runs, three wins. That's pretty damn impressive. And then go a little deep, deeper, um, seven money runs out of 12 of those. So uh, very, very impressive. Uh, it's really been on par for what she's been able to do so far this year. Now, you know, it is uh, only 33 runs so far this season. Uh, nothing to, you know, be, you know, laugh at or anything, but, you know, 33 is one of the smaller sample size for overall. Uh, so to have a 21% win total, uh, that's a nice barn that not everyone knows about. Uh, Tobacco Road, last time out, ran in an allowance, 50,000, so a much higher class, and ran a very, very hard, uh, very good race. Um, finished third, three lengths off the lead, but once again, that was an allowance, 50,000. We're talking about a claiming 20,000 here. A big, big drop in class for that horse. Um, looking over, let's take over the power numbers, you know. Um, can be actually, you know, looking at the numbers and the analytics side of things, Canby might actually be the best horse. The only thing that I struggle with is the distance. I don't think this is a good distance for Canby. Um, I do still like Octopus. Octopus has uh, very, very nice prime power numbers, um, as does Street Image, a big reason why I like that one a lot. Like I said, um, six and a half furlongs for Canby. Only ran one other time and had a, a, a less than performance, if you will. Oh, no, two other times. But once again, less than performances. Ay, ay, ay. This is a tough one, especially considering exotics have kind of been pushed off to the side. I might actually go Camby and Octopus um, across the board. Those two horses maybe do a place show bet on street image I, although i don't think there will be value there unfortunately this is a tough one like i said when you have three horses you can't go with three um street image though like i i really really like street image i really like canby hmm We'll see what the odds say at the moment. Wow, last last race, um, five star Lynch pays out twenty nine eighty on a two dollar bet. Congratulations to whoever uh, hit that ticket. That's a nice little winner. Moving on, as I said, all right, race nine, as I pull up the current odds, what we're probably going to be looking at. <clears throat> all right. Yeah, street image at the moment. I might actually go. Man, the odds on Cambio are crazy. It's six to one. I think that horse is better than that six to one number. As we get a look in the paddock, there's the five octopus. Looks good. Blinkers on. Not the end of the world. I, I, I like. Um, I'm not against blinkers at all. It's not a deal breaker. There's the three horse in the background. That's Cayman's Cobra. I'm going to move on from Cayman's Cobra. I really, I really want to see two. Uh, the two horse can be. There it is right there. 
it's so hard when you're not there in the paddock. You can kind of focus as the riders are going up. Wild Bean is the first. If this is a distance only race, and I mean in terms of the horse that at this distance that's been the best, then it will be the one horse to be dealt with. I just don't think that's how the race is going to go. I think there's too much other um, speed and other uh, talent there overall. So we will wait on the post parade and we will try to find a way to cut um, the two, uh, two of the horses out or two of the three horses that I really like. Um, see if I can cut one of them out because uh, like I said, Camby has shot at my list, going over everything, looking at the horses, um, seeing how the odds are rolling. I mean, the morning line on Camby was seven to two. I, I liked the horse, but I expected it to be the favorite. So I didn't really expect to be in this situation. We're now in this situation with Camby. So uh, we, we shall see. Like I said, I think there's just a ton of value at five to one for a horse that was seven to two, um, which is only technically three and a half to one. So it doesn't move a ton, but uh, five to one looks good there. Octopus was morning line six to one. Currently is five to two. I might look for value elsewhere. If if I can get street image and Camby, uh, maybe Camby across the board and street image place show and get those two to come in, uh, that would be that would be very, very nice. Um, now, I got to keep it up. Every time I do talk about these races, I got to find the uh, Rispoli situation. And he is on Cayman's Cobra, a horse that I'm not huge on myself. Um, obviously, Rispoli uh, has all the makings and all the reason to pretty much bet that horse, excuse me, bet that horse just because I just think there's better options elsewhere, um, not solely for the jockey. So yeah, I am looking over these horses. We're getting ready to do the post parade, but I'm pretty sure I am going to lock in two $5 um, place show bets. So it'll cost me $20 total on the two and the four. Um, if these two horses come in second, third, first, second, or yeah, first, second works too. Um, as long as these two horses come in the top three, even if one comes in the top three, not ideal, but we'll still get a win that way. Um, and like I said, if, if you're, if you're um, not stitious at all, remember we love to quote Michael Scott here. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. So as I said, won't be going um, for the uh, another exotic, but that I will put that in. And while we wait for the race, let's check out what's going on with Houston Baptist. All right, so we're plus 24, my friends. Uh, two good signs, right? It shows, right, how much football I've watched throughout my life that down 20 to nothing, and I feel really good about this game. Because remember, Houston Baptist is an underdog. They're not a uh, Division One team. They're FCS. They're stopping the run, right? Huge. Number two, they've gone up and down the field. Uh, they've been in the red zone twice and, and screwed up. But the curse of death. You want to talk about Michael Scott and Stitious? How about the kiss of death? And the kiss of death is... A missed field goal. Whenever you miss an extra point, I mean, 
Whenever you miss an extra point, it is going to come back to haunt you. For us, all right, Houston Baptist was plus like 100 points or, or plus 1,000, right? Uh, plus 24. And we're biased because uh, one of the players comes on our team. Comes on our, right here, right here. Ben Vraslav over here. Watch out. Watch the fade for our boy. Um, nice. There you go. Clean off the safety. Down! Houston Baptist football. Woo! Woo! That is timing, folks. Look at that. We get the, we get the horse racing bet in just in time to pass it over. We let the guys know, hey, we're ready for you. You guys are on. We got the, the analysis in for Delmar 9. They said, okay, cool, let's go. Very thankful for them. <laughs> but. The kiss of death. Is that uh -oh, this field goal. It's a momentum killer. And they haven't been able to stop them. They have not been able to stop our boys. They've gone up and down the field. And look at what an interception. What a handed interception. And then Ben Zappi. Now, Ben Zappi. Now, why, why will you see Ben Zappi in an NFL training camp? Did you see him, Dr. First, look off the safety lane? You see him look off the safety, how quick and smooth he did it? Now, if well, it was me, I'd be staring at him so long. But he did a bam, bam, smooth, boom, like a point guard. Throwing on the run, too. You know, he gets out of the pocket, throws on the run, back kind of across his body, which, you know, not exactly something that coaches are fond of, but in certain situations, in that situation, he knows the only situation is an incomplete pass. Or not the only, but more than likely, it's only going to be an incomplete pass. He, he throws it where the only person who can catch it is his receiver. He does that um, these days. That's huge for coaches to see. And the one thing I have seen just from what you've been sharing is um, obviously Houston Baptist not worried about the depth situation. They are going with pace on the offensive side. Um, they are, you know, not, not pretty much telling the uh, defense, hey, we got your back. We're going to let you take a breath. They're saying, no, no, we're going, we're going with pace. So it's good to see that, and it's good to see it working, like you said. And I wholeheartedly agree. A missed extra point, you can almost guarantee that if Houston Baptist wins this game, it's going to be – by one point. I can almost guarantee it. Like, I wish there could be a bet. Like, I'm not saying Houston Baptist will win this game outright. I fully expect them to cover. I don't think they, I don't know if they that's win. That's all we care about. Because exactly, like said, 100%. I, I, told, well, we I, won. Told, I told Brandon first, I told uh, first uh, report, I told Dr. First, I said, listen, all right, whatever, put 20 on the side and for fun, put $3, $5 on the plus 1000 I did $5. Yeah. All right. I actually think they're going to win the game based not on my hopes, my beliefs, even though I love them to death, right? Like when, you know, I have a family, hey, I love you to death, but uh, you, sit, you asked me to uh, let you borrow $100,000. I can't. What I'll do is I'll give you $5,000. You don't have to pay me back. But I cannot – let you borrow, right? I cannot let you borrow $100,000. And, you know, I also... Love you so, I, as much as we love Houston Baptist, yes. We can't put the $20 on the plus 1000 
and and just going back, you know, watching that replay and you know seeing the interception, Houston Baptist, uh, and they yeah. take it down, go to the lead. You know, another thing is, you know, without the quarterback coach, quarterback coach just got arrested. You know what? What 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 type of guidance? What type of tutelage is uh, North Texas QB getting off the field um, after an interception? You know, normally the offensive That's coordinator would obviously be there, but um, you know, your your quarterbacks coach is very hands on as well. Uh, not something you want to see, um, at least if you're North Texas. Obviously, for us, um, it's it's something that's great. And you know, like I said, I I I, I put. Oh no, no, that's an excellent um, point. That's an excellent point. And right there, it's a big Sheely Faith Family Football. Listen to that podcast. He was tutored by the Hall of Fame college football guys. Uh, now it's the defense. They've been able to stop the run until that last play, and uh, tackling. I guess we could put it on the game while the uh, – I'll put it to uh, first report to see this. Nice. Okay. So they haven't been able to get off, off the field and third down, which is uh, a problem, but – you, you, you hit the nail on the head there with uh, the, the adjustments, right? Because now uh, you see them running the ball now, taking the pressure off him. And now, but now a third and eight, the pressure is squarely on his shoulders. If you, I mean, if you want to pick up the first down, I fully understand run the ball, run the ball, but you got to be better on first down. And that's right to your point about stopping the run. You have to stay on schedule. They say you have to stay on schedule. Um, three yards a play minimum, or you're going to be behind the chains. Right, 3.5 um, yards. And, and, yeah, we're seeing that right now. So, uh, in he that rattled right now after throwing that last interception, and now he hasn't had that, the adjustments. Oh, man, nice blitz. And I don't understand that. I've never understood that. It is third and six, and you run a four-yard hook. You have to know where you – I mean – and this, it's great for us, but me just rah, getting frustrated at seeing that. And I'm sure that's exactly what the commentators are saying, but you they have to know. Fourth down. Uh, the first drive of the, of the game, they went for it on fourth down. Oh, well, here they go Ooh, again. They went for it on fourth down and three again. And that was a great blitz. Got to watch that uh, draw play. Uh, they were trying to draw him off. Call timeout. See, you're, yeah, I, you're believe, right. I believe uh, North Texas is called, probably called timeout. Exactly, they're uh, they're rattled now without the uh, the system, right? Because you got a point, and I guess their commercial will uh, get it off there. They're not paying us. Uh, you make an excellent point because they spent all summer and all spring coming up with a system. All right, it, it, this is Seth Luttrell. People are like, okay, who the hell is Seth Luttrell? Seth Luttrell was the offensive coordinator for the North Carolina Tar Heels in the ACC. That means that he was making $800,000 a year as a coordinator for them, and they rolled, right? So this is a serious guy. He's a serious coach, okay? And uh, he has a system that he comes up in summer – Okay, the guy throws an interception. Your job is to calm him down, tell him everything's going to be okay, and then adjustment. So they came in 
with a great game plan, right? Against Houston Baptist, sort of. Houston Baptist could have made a play or two, or really this game could be seven nothing, right? If if Houston Baptist makes two or three plays on defense. Uh, so now the guy throws in an interception, he's rattled, and now they're scrambling to to see who's gonna talk to him. The guy who built rapport. His job was to build rapport with him this whole time. And the other guys maybe could have played a bad cop. Good cop. Offensive coordinator came in and cursed him out, pushed him around, threatened him, right? And the good cop was the uh, quarterback coach. Now the good cop is gone. So now the guy that's been cursing him and basically um, pushing him to the borderline of transferring is now, now trying to be a good guy and give him the adjustments now. And man, it hasn't worked, man. He looked lost, right? He looked rattled on that third down play. He checked down. And then those plays, what I hear, remember, I remember Cody Kessler. That's all he did that one year. Last year, let's check down. And what you're praying for is a missed tackle. All right, so we go fourth. We got a punt. Oh, Lord. Wow. Big stop for Houston Baptist football. And big stop for our cover. Remember, they haven't stopped them. Huge right. mistake. My goodness. Uh, That's got to be a touchdown. There's no way they put that at the one. Unbelievable. There were three people who touched that ball while in the end zone. Oh, my goodness. That's reviewable, though, I believe. So, I'm sure they'll be On this level, there's not many cameras. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's got two feet in the end zone. I don't care how many cameras you have. I mean, if I saw it, but – Unbelievable. I just hope that's reviewable. I mean, that's that was pretty obvious in my mind. I mean, he had a whole yeah. foot in the end zone that seemed like. Oh, believe me, Allison, uh, Ben's mom's there. She's a, she's oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Okay, <laughs> no, they did the move it. It looks like they're moving it. It looks like they yeah, called they, it a touchback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Allison ran, ran on the field and started <laughs> choking the refs. <rest. laughs> Started choking the refs, and uh, they, they contracted a call. Okay, here we go. My man, Ben Zapp. I don't know. If I know his last name is Zapp. I don't know his first name. My bad. I should know. But I think it is Ben. Uh-oh. Ooh. It goes our guy, Ben Raslaff, who you will see in an NFL camp. Uh, he might come back. That's a big question mark. Is, is Ben Raslaff going to come back as a fifth-year senior? and become a graduate student and be on the podcast full-time with his own podcast will be his internship, his dissertation, his, his master's thesis on the GFSN Faith and Family portion of that. It is uh, Mr. Zap, and bam, he gets that ball out quick. Uh, oh. move. I don't, look, this guy looks good, man. He's tall. Full so. start? Number 12. Uh, he, I think he had he caught it, and he had his knee down. Well, no, they're going to call it incomplete. They said he picked it off the ground, third and five. All right, so it's third and five. They haven't stopped him yet. Uh, are they going to dial up a blitz? But he's a veteran quarterback. I love how smart he is. Oh, wow, look at that. That's beautiful. Uh, That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. That's almost Peyton Manning, Tom Brady-ish right there, just – Kind of 
get everyone thinking, oh, he's spreading us out. No shit, here he comes. That's that's a really heads up play right there. Right, and he's you see him right there. He's reading the defense, calling his own play. The receivers have to be smart. They have to say, oh, what did he call? Oh. Did he throw it behind the line? Is that a live ball? No, I, no one's going after like it was live, so. Yeah. So you worry about that coming off fall camp. Does he have a dead arm? He's been throwing really lasers. But that looked like a dead arm, I'm tired type of play. Or he just got hit on the last play, too. So. So he reads the defense in the air raid. These guys read the defense, and boom, the ball comes. Bam, there's the ball. Oh. And he tried to hit the soft zone in the middle. This guy gets it. He's gone. Now, when you're betting on a team that's a fast-break air raid team, you're not too worried about third and ten. Right? Uh, he threw it into coverage. They luck out. He gets it. He's gone. High risk, high reward play. All right. Uh, he had room to run. And, oh, nice. Oh, wow. Now, when you say Lamar Jackson, right, you say Lamar Jackson's a thrower versus a passer. Right there, you got a passer, a uh, fast break passer right there, right? Great play. Uh, great feel. And... Lack of concentration, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought know. Coach Sheely, Coach Sheely will be pointing at his head, saying, "Think, think." think. That's a huge play. Um, that uh, a third, third down. down. Oh yeah. Uh, and and just keep that clock moving. I mean, obviously, look, these guys are all going keep out for the the in terms of nah. our bet. In yeah. terms of our bet, this is this is beautiful. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Tick tock, tick tock. Yes, sir. Remember, we got the more pressure. The more pressure that North Texas is under in terms of the score, the later in this game. Well, they um, haven't stopped them. Literally, this game could be, to be honest, this game should be 28 20 right now. Uh, remember, they were at the five yard line and they stopped themselves. They went down there again. All right. Uh, but again, you're not worried about it. And then you said about uh, the defense. Right now, the defense is getting a nice rest. They're slowing it up. They can go fast, but they can go slow too. And and again, yeah. wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Well, with the, the offense Houston Baptist has, you don't worry about that. But as a coach, right? Coach Sheely would be very, very livid right now because you can live with physical errors, but you can't live with mental errors. Those are two mental errors. But, uh, man, the, 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 the talent discrepancy between the two teams non-existent. They're, they're, both lines of uh, scrimmages are under control. Look, there's no pressure on him. He has way room to run. He can run if he wants. He's going to get the speed. Great idea. It's a great call. That's a great play right there. You're right. He could have ran and picked up five yards. But instead, he knows it's second and 20. Makes the kind of, you know, probably a bit of a check down. He probably had much deeper guys down the field. And knows, look at that. I mean, 
I'm really impressed. I really know nothing about this team other than Ben Ratzlaff. Um, but just what I've been telling you this whole time. Quarterback, uh, very, very impressed just mentally uh, like that right there, knowing if he steps up in the pocket right there, it's going to open up his wide receiver, and that's exactly what he did. But look, there's no pressure. There that's a guy, Ben Ratzlaff. There he is. Woo! Nobody can cover him in the slot. That's why he has more physical – look at it, our guy Ben. He has better physical attributes than Cooper Cup. Oh, Lord. Oh, my. Now, that would have put us in trouble right there. Right? Oh, that would have been some big – A little bit more than pointing ahead, Coach Sheely would have done right there. But but I'll tell you what, though, right? It's almost like when um, you get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins or a uh, guy that used to play for the Vikings and then the Patriots, who's now a commentator, uh, you're, like, thrown to him on every play. But, man, Ben just shook that guy and was wide open. I would go to Ben on every play. But they got other good guys on there. Uh, just don't make a mistake, man. Uh-oh, that's – Well, you got to have a pocket so you could do that. Well done. Two-down territory, you'd have to imagine, especially no, if no, no, you no, said no, no, that no. they – Keep no, you said they missed the field goal? Yeah, depending who your field goal kicker is. I'm a big fan, especially in college football. Keep the momentum. Really, really, a lot of this is momentum coming off that interception, right? Keep the momentum. Keep the positive flow going. Kick the field goal if you have a decent field goal. If you got a walk on who's going to choke and miss it, yeah, then go for it. You have a great offense. So this is the problem with the air raid: is the red zone, right? Bog down in the red zone. Ah. Another touch play. Uh, he was slightly open. And in a way, it's a choke drop because he should have ran through the ball. Accelerate, run, run through the play, run through the ball. But the big part of it, right? See, it's an angle, too. Uh, I would have ran it to the right, give this guy a good angle because you're putting too much pressure on this guy. Too much pressure. And he misses it. He missed it. My goodness. So, yeah, this this is uh... – Yeah, so to your point, if he's going to do that – well, the other thing, too, they put him too much pressure on him. They, they did it on the wrong hash. Well, and uh, – They should have ran it right, right, to give him the middle of the field to hit it. Still, you should have hit that field goal. Uh, again, man, uh, man, Houston Baptist football – that's left 24 points on the board there. You can't do that. You really can't. Now they're putting too much pressure on his defense. Uh, I love Coach Sheely, but I would say that that was uh, a bad coaching sequence right there. You yeah, for me, I'm just – I mean, obviously we know it wasn't two-down territory. Right. Um, because I do think if it was two-down territory, it would have been a run right there. And right. for the very least, like you said, to who knows, maybe only pick up a yard, but now you're in the middle of the field. Right. Because, um, look, if it's fourth down and 10, like they throw an incomplete pass right there, no, you can't go for it then. It's not too down territory then. But if you make it fourth and three, um, then it is, I think now maybe the mindset changes for them. But what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to give you all a little 
run through because um, I've really kind of gone over the uh, race number 10 in the uh, last podcast on the call to post. So just give you a little refresher there, give you my pick. And then what, what I'll do is uh, if Josh is going to stick around for the, for the rest of the first half of Houston Baptist, we can continue to kind of do a little analysis uh, through the first half if you're down for that, Josh. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, 343, again, they picked up another third down. They, they can't get off the field except for that big interception. And so, finish drives on offense. I'll pop this in here real quick. Um, for me, look, I talked about it on Thursday. Worth a look is catch the eye. Um, a ton of uh, possibilities, especially considering it's 24 to 1 right now. Um, so check on catch the eye and uh, Raimundo's secret as well. Currently, Ra- Lady Prancelot has gone from 5 to 2 to 3 to 5. Not enough value there for me. Um, I like Raimundo's secret to go across the board and go place show on catch the eye. Um, if you do want to go Lady Prince a lot, you're going to have to bet a high amount. So do that. Uh, one others, if you're not quite on um, with those, one other would be quick. It's a John Sadler horse. Um, and then you got Jose Valdita uh, on, on board as well at nine to one, something possibly there. But for me, the way I'm playing it, Catch the eye for a place show pick and Raimundo's secret across the board. Uh, that will be um, the John C. Maybe stakes um, as they get ready to roll there. Um, I'm going to get that bet in and uh, we will go back to the last, I think, what, three minutes of the Houston Baptist North Texas game um, with some analysis. Yeah, we got uh, plus 24. So, 13 points. We're up 13 points right now. And with the way Houston Baptist has moved the ball, man, uh, you know, uh, being on the plus side feels good. And really, uh, we should, our plus bit should be looking good, too. Putting pressure on the corner. He's got him. And it's at number five again. No, this time it's number two. Uh, they burned them each time. So that plays there all day. He's playing a little possum there, acting like his legs hurt, and then somebody drops up. Let me see. Going to have battery. Uh oh. Yeah, but Facebook is watching. Yes, we are live still on Facebook um, as probably honestly the uh, the first half and the last race will finish up at about – Not noticing, but I think they switched out. Oh, no. Got to make that tackle. Oh, kept him out. Mm. And, and with this fast break offense that uh, – Houston Baptist has, you leave time on the clock, they can come back. Because remember, we got more money on them covering. Again, another big third down. Another big third down. So if we can get a third down stop, we're doing good. And just want to give everybody else a little um, 
recap. Um, about to end the first quarter. Uh, Arkansas State's up 14-7 on Memphis. So, uh, looking, nice. we got looking Arkansas. very good for our picks um, last night. Uh, could be um, perfect. We'll know, we'll know more on Monday, but uh, at least on today, we're looking pretty good. Right. I'm going to do my college football. <laughs> uh, we are, we're on a serious roll here, Dr. First and I. We got to stop. We got to stop. Oh, no. I thought it was going to be fourth down. But we do got to stop. Held him to no, it did. Goal. Yeah, I think he fumbled that. I mean, he, he, no, I, he picked it up. But that's a, that's a big stop. And, you know, if you can miss this field goal here, block this field goal. <laughs> hey, man, that's huge. Uh, Josh, if you hit this know? field goal, it's good. Because they haven't stopped. They haven't stopped. Josh, who, this on game. Who, uh, who got the ball first? Do you know? Uh, North Texas. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. This could be uh, this is a two for one Yeah, it could be 23-21. At, uh, it could be 21-20 after he misses this. Right, right. Blocked it. Oh, no. He's okay. got it. He's got it. Oh, shit. Did they get a pa- penalty on it? Looked like the kicker went down. Yeah, shit. I think the kicker went down. I think they're going to get I don't know. We will find out, but find out. Um, that's a big stop, regardless. Honestly, right. look if 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 you that is a, if that I'll is take a, it. I take it because that offense is kind of shaky. I'll take the points off the board. Oh, I would too, one hundred percent. Yeah. You got your quarterback shaky. Fumbled on the last play. It was funny. They showed the stance and nobody's social distancing, no mask, <laughs> text. There goes the referee. The referee's done with it, too. <laughs> the refs, oh, that's a great sign. That's a great picture right there. Refs with no mask, no social distancing. They're like, you know what? We don't give a damn. Well, I mean, look, if they're all testing. Kevin Newsom is having a fit right now. I don't know if he's watching this game. He would have. Who's that? Gavin Newsom? Yeah. He would have a fit right now. No, he's not. He, I guarantee you, he's at his his, his winery, wondering how he can um, he can continue to uh, help out the peasants. But very interesting, uh, Seth Luttrell. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Seth Luttrell. So is Coach Sheely. Seth Luttrell agreed with us, which is another good sign. We got a lot of good sign. I'm not. I'm very excited for the second half. And as Doctor First said, this is a two for one situation. It could be. Uh, 23-21 after the first drive of the fourth quarter. Which you would have me very, very excited to see that. that I would say sense? 10 points is a minimum. Right. Well, no. See, I'm, not, I'm less pessimistic than you are. I think if they scored and it's 23-14, right, and North Texas has the ball, I'm still feeling good. On our bet, yes. But for them to win the game, I really think they need uh, – if, you know, get the ball here, go down, you know, probably kick a field goal here um, just because with the time, I don't know if it shows timeout. So two but, timeouts. But this illustrates. Um, and Hold on. Um, and then um, a, an opportunity on the other side uh, to, to try and, you know, look, if you want to win this game, you're, you're going to need to be within 10 points going to the fourth quarter. Remember, this is a fast break team, but this is a perfect. Well, they can't get off the field on third down, though. I know that. That's the thing. They need another uh, turnover. 
Uh, there was Coach Sheely talked about. He talked about causing turnovers when I talked about the big stop uh, on the faith and family football. If you're a hardcore football fan, then you need to be on that podcast. You need to listen to it. But this is a perfect analogy why you do not parlay. Okay? Back to first and I haven't got every other game right. So it doesn't matter how this game turns out. We still have profit built in. And that's not even counting NBA. All right. So we have a profit built in. So either way, we're happy. Oh, nice. Wow. You got to remember with this offense. There's right? got to be a flag. He's standing over him. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, there there it is. Go. There you go. There's a flag. That's another 15 yards. It's unsportsmanlike conduct. He's standing over the top of him. That's just stupid, stupid stuff. Trying to be a, be a, be a, a highlight reel, you know. Come on now, make your hit, get back in the huddle. You did your job. Congratulations. Someone will give you a cookie later, but goodness gracious, they better not pick this up either because it was very, very obvious. I was surprised it took as long as it did for that flag to come out. Seth Luttrell has lost a lot of weight. He looks good. Uh, got rid of the mullet. <laughs> now, he's faking this injury because he's tired, giving the, uh, the defense a rest. Well, the thing is, too, with this offense, that's the check down, right? To give it to the to the short wide receiver who wins a 4-2. Right, wow, other guys. Oh, look at that. I'm sorry. They cool. just got a – they got a unsportsman. So the hit was the foul, and they throw 50. I believe that's – those are two concurrent that can add on. I believe that's a 30-yard penalty. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I'm yeah. just going by what I was seeing. I believe the hit. The hit was a personal foul. And then since the other thing came after the play, see, there's the thing that I was saying. Since it came after the play, they both can be tacked on because technically one was during and one was – yeah, look at that. Holy cow. You almost want to maybe slow it down a little bit. You don't want to give North Texas this much time. Sorry, Josh. Didn't, uh, didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no, but you're right. That's a 50-yard penalty. Or 50, between the play and the penalty is 40 yards. Now you're gonna have Ben wide open. That's crazy. Spot. Yeah, that's right. The play added too. Right. I didn't even think about the play. You're right. It's, yeah, they picked up 15 on the play. Oh Lord, interception. No, good play by number eight. Oh man, to break up the interception. Uh, and I, but I like the aggression. Right, we're gonna go right after your corner here, and and uh, Zap throws a great long ball. Well, you know what I've noticed too. I don't know if you've seen it. But there's a lot of guys looking like they're either cramping or um, just a lot of downed bodies in between plays. It's 90-degree heat, 90% humidity. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I know that. I'm just, okay. just pointing it out that, you know, hey, that, that might be something to think about. Right. And then Ben, who's a wor workout warrior, uh, he's going to be ready to go. So Zap Steele, he fakes like he's going to run and, and does it. That time he should have ran, right? He's a great athlete. Sprint to the sideline. And uh, I watched Houston Baptist football last year, having fun watching him this year. They're a fun team, right? Because you're not worried about third and 10, man. <laughs> they got a great offense. Ben Zapp can make a play. So right here, 
they fake like they're going to snap it. The coach sees what defense they're in, Coach Keeley, and then he calls the play. And remember, this guy was trained by Mike Leach in, in Queensbury, the head coach of Arizona. There you go, son. Take it to the house, baby. He had a lot of running room. And for whatever reason, he didn't take off. Most likely it's fear, right? He didn't want to take off. He's like 5'7". <laughs> Easy for me to say, just take off. He didn't. Uh, with that lightning speed he has, too much dancing around. Uh, fourth and nine, are we going to bring the kicker back? Or are we going to, yeah, we're going to bring the kicker back. And hopefully it's one of those things where he misses the easy one. And then he hits the impossible hard one. <laughs> so Maybe five to one. I'll give you five to one odds right now. I, I say no. Look, I, 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 I don't need to root against the kid. I, I want you to Baptist to succeed. But, I mean, what, what, everything else would tell you that this is not only going to miss, but it's going to be – I mean, you have all the pressure. It looks like it's twice as long. You have the pressure of probably going to get ice. I mean, North Texas have three timeouts. We could possibly see three straight timeouts here. I'm um, well, assuming they didn't play that really one. Friends. Usually when the coaches are friends, they don't do that. Oh, well. Or if it's Brable and he wants to get back at Belichick for not letting him sleep and running him hard as an assistant coach. Yeah, you definitely will see that. Well, I think we'll at least get one. You got the one. He, obviously, Dr. First would fake it here. What do you got to lose? Big field goal for us here. Plus 24. Got it. Bam, he hit it. Nice job. That's key. That's great. And that's what I mean, though. Like, that's what I mean in terms of getting 10. Now, you got to come out mental. Talk about the head, right? Why did he miss the easy one? He, the head, he was nervous. Coach put him in a bad position, right? And then he hits the impossible field at an angle, 47 yards. He crushed it. Now, Coach Shealy, right, he upset Dennis Erickson at Arizona State, top 10 program. He was not going to put him – all right, McDonald's isn't paying us. But he, he wasn't going to put him in the, uh, in the game to hit the field if he didn't think he could hit that field goal. And I know what's going through. I'm not a mind reader, but I know what's going through Dr. First's mind. It's going through my mind. I'm like, damn, I should have put the whole bankroll, taking money out <laughs> on these games. <laughs> because we've gotten every game, right? And then we'll bring on a winner going 9-1. Uh, what, what is this? Is this like a uh, – what is this? What's going on here? Because I think Toronto covered. The Toronto cover, we got all the college games right. And Brianna Winter goes 9-1. I think the ESPC podcast is going so sort of – we might be going on another 46-5 run here, people. Hey, it's your fault. It's not like we don't tweet it out. We don't give you a spreadsheet. We'll give you uh, – for all the doubters out there, we give you websites. I mean, we give you podcasts with why details into the why we've written articles you know what i mean uh really there's no nothing more we can do to help you have fun 
and make money watching games. We're the most transparent podcast in the history of sports. Uh, we went out on 46 and 5 right <laughs> now. now we Brianna Winner. Uh, it's almost like the baton, right? Uh, really, right? But Brianna Winner goes 9 and 1 MLB, right? Now we're getting every single college game right. Going 80% college bowl season. Going 80% championship Saturday. Uh, man, it's, it, you know, you have to watch yourself because really my Bovada account and the other accounts are pretty much an ATM. And really, you know what it boils down to? This is what it boils down to, my friends. <laughs> yeah, nobody can see the numbers because they're on the back. <laughs> but it's the bit they carpet. <laughs> Load that up. Instacart. Gas. Now, now betting money pays for gas. Right here, the six college football game pays for gas because we don't go anywhere. <laughs> we barely go in the morning to get coffee. Man, hey, this is a lot of fun, right? You're going to die. We're all going to die soon at some point. We're all probably going to get the coronavirus, as horrible as it sounds at some point. <laughs> you know? But in the meanwhile, we're getting every college game right. <laughs> and and uh, for a while there, I don't know, because it was crazy. And I'm really getting spoiled. I got to watch myself, make sure I have gratitude. But for a while there, like today, I expected uh, Dr. First and uh, – and Raider Jim to hit the David Goma. <laughs> Every, I mean, like for the first three or four Saturdays, they were hitting the daily double, daily double. What? Well, we daily just double. won another race, just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Unprecedented run. And, and that's why I'm happy we have it on the podcast. It's like uh, kids for the draft. Oh, put it on tape. We put it on the podcast. <laughs> Listen to it. There's no end. Yeah, I don't know what else. I mean, outside of us doing it for you, I mean, literally, and we're not doing that. We're not going to do that. Don't get that stuck in your head. We're not going to do that. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, absolutely, we would do it. Well, Josh would. I'm not. Josh would. Josh would. I'm not. Everybody has his price. Remember the Ted DiBiase? Yeah, yeah, you're right. (laughs) If somebody wires 20 grand into Dr. First's account that he can keep on top of placing the bets for you, I guarantee you he will place the bets in – I would help you, and probably uh, his girl and Anna would help, as long as you keep wiring twenty grand to the account. You start making best for people. You know, everybody has his price, but yeah, no. Awesome. Well, I yeah, yeah, yeah that's about all I have for today. Uh, the races are done for the day. Del Mar, of course, uh, returns tomorrow and Monday. That'll be it for the summer, uh, and then all eyes kind of start to focus on November, but, uh, so, so is, first ask stats, uh, Dr. First, let me okay. share the screen. Um, yeah, sure. Go for it. I, I got to get rolling here in a bit, but if you roll through them real quick. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That first downs are even, uh, yardage, basically even course more passing yards and believe me, right? Houston Baptist is an SCS team. To hold him to 116 yards running in the first half, that's a huge win. And uh, North Texas has not been able to stop him at all. So now, who's in a better, better shape? If Houston Baptist is in better shape, 
North Texas is in trouble. The other thing too, after the interception, uh, Dr. Brandon Furnace had it right. The quarterback got rattled, he hasn't been the same. So it, it's, it's huge right now uh, for us. But again, this game doesn't matter to us because uh, the fact of the matter is that we've won every single college game. Really, last night I thought about it, but I have other responsibilities. I have other businesses. Well, I almost thought putting uh, Arkansas State on the money line. The other part of it is none of the none of the first games have been any upsets, so you know there's going to be an upset the second half of games. And just a heads up, I just looked it over. Uh, so get me rolling, but um, Stephen F. Austin just went right down the field on UTEP as well. Wow. So. <laughs> so no, you are all over Stephen F. Austin last day. <laughs> but um, awesome. So, yeah, my final words, I'm going to head on out and pass it back to you, Josh. Um, like I said, just a great day of horse racing. I, I continue to go back to the Derby. I'm probably going to watch it a couple more times. I still can't get over authentic, that run. Uh, it was a great way to start the day, hit our Quinella. Um, we'll see how Raimundo's secret pays and also catch the eye, which finished third, but it was, I think, 20 to 1, so that should pay as well. Uh, hopefully you were on board with us again, um, because if you were, you made a lot of money. And if you weren't, well, it's just the beginning, at least in terms of football. Horse racing, you'll have to wait a little bit. But for football, college and pros, it's just beginning. So um, don't forget, Wednesday um, is when we break down the NFL. And Friday is when we break down college football. And uh, the numbers speak for themselves. I think it's pretty obvious that um, – uh, we're, we're pretty good at what we're doing here. So uh, hop on board and uh, make a little bit of money. Uh, that's the understatement of the year right there. But thank you, Josh. Thank you all so thank much you, for Randy. listening. Uh, yeah, great job today. Uh, just a lot, just a lot, just a lot. So it was very good how you guys set up that uh, upset. Very yeah, exciting. It was, um, if, if, you know, if I wasn't going to win, um, at least it was to a horse. Well, I mean, we won. The we got the Quinella. But if my horse or the horse that I picked wasn't going to win in Tis the Law, um, I wanted to see something like that. And that was, like I said, that's going to be one that I'm going to remember for a very long time, the way he took Tis the Law's, not only took the best from Tis the Law, but ran away from him at that point. So right. thank you all so much for listening. Um, have a great night, Josh. And yeah. uh, go, go, go Huskies. Go Huskies. And uh, it's going to be a very exciting second half. And while there's halftime, what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to go over. People should listen to this. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. 
and they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. All the-